game over. From the heart of the city to the outer edges of the Beltway and beyond, this is the District of Misfits Show. The drinking show with a podcast problem. This is your guide into our unique and beautiful city. The good, the bad, the ugly, as well as the funny, straight up ridiculous. Told by us before someone tells it for us. The opinions expressed on this show are our own. We make no apologies. Welcome, 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 heathens. Welcome to another episode of the District of Misfits show. I'm Marcus Bradley Dunn, the pasteurized chef. Uh, Boo and JB are out tonight. Tonight I have Crystal and Val with me, special guests as well. Hi, guys. How's everything going? Doing well, thanks. How are y'all doing? Fantastic. Crystal, how you doing? Doing well. Thank you for asking. Nice to see you on this side. (laughs) Get you a little practice in. (laughs) Thank you. As you guys know, Crystal is uh, the host of Topless Government, which we are in process of recording and producing. Uh, We'll have a couple episodes out very shortly. Uh, So, yeah, I brought Crystal on to talk about some things that got passed this week and maybe explain it to us a little bit more since uh, I'm pretty dumb when it comes to things like this. Um, I need her to to explain it to me just a little bit more. So, you know, if I need to know, you need to know. I also need to know. Yeah, we know you need to know. I mean, it's true. Yeah. I'll get the call of actions. Um, we are, as you just saw, the District of Misfits show. We are the drinking show with a, podcast, uh, with a podcast problem. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the District of Misfits show. On Twitch at DC Misfits. No, nope, Twitter. Oops, on Twitter at DC Misfits. Um, YouTube, please like and subscribe to our channel. We are the District of Misfits show also on YouTube, on Twitch, District of Misfits. And if you would like to support us by buying some of our gear, like the one I am sporting at the moment, <laughs> and other other lovely things that we have on our page, please check us out at crushingdc.com. And if you'd like to elevate your voice and start your own podcast, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can email us at district.fustudio at gmail.com. Well, well, well. Tonight's a tequila night for me, guys. How does it feel for you? you I am drinking these weird new... Every time we come to Delaware, I always end up finding these weird new seltzers. So I'm trying this one. Flying Embers. They have lots of these four different... um, flavors one is passion fruit elderflower which is what i'm drinking right now the other one is clementine hibiscus black cherry rose or rose yeah and what did i say watermelon chili which is the ones i gave to marcus because i thought maybe he'd like that chili shit um like that chili shit (laughs) so yeah so i've been trying that out it's supposed to there or it's organic apparently uh, and crafted, it uh, has probiotics, antioxidants, botanicals, gluten free, keto, <laughs> all these everything, good things. Everything, <laughs> all these things that you would like while you're putting alcohol and poison into your body. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight, I am going to have to probably do a lot of that. And you, we all, yeah. we know why. 
we know what happened what happened to our guests <laughs> well, well you told him like 15 minutes i said what What's what do that? you mean ob what OBJ? does that mean obg i'm gonna go ob like out back oh on the youtubes ah <laughs> oh, the gang it's nice to we have you missed back, you yeah where the fuck you been you're fired you're not fired <laughs> Crystal, uh, Megan's one of our biggest fans and great, good friends and has uh, supported us. Massive from... supporter. Oh, okay. We love her. She's a hairdresser have... and a lovely human being. Bartends at DC9 every once in a while, so mm -hmm. if you ever get to go there. So, Crystal, did you I've brunch today? DC9. Huh? Oh, it's, a good, it's a great time. DC9 is awesome. Good friends of ours. We've actually uh, done the, the show. show. Yeah, we've done the show there, I think, twice, maybe? Mm -hmm. Just once. Just once? We did a Christmas show there, and we were all decked out in Christmas gear. It was hot as fuck. I was in a Santa <laughs> outfit, and the lights were bright as shit, and it was hot as fuck. Not a good look. I made everybody Santa hats. Jamie quit the show? He quit the show in the middle of the show. Oh, <laughs> what did y'all do to him? He was, he was late. He, he was, was late, late, so we didn't put, we didn't put him on on time. Mm -hmm. And we kept bringing on special guests because people were showing up. So, you know, towards the end, he's like, well, fuck this, I'm leaving. Like, All right, bye. <laughs> Man, we had a crowd. We had people sitting down watching us. He's like, I'm out. We're like on stage. We're like, like Jamie, come back. Jamie, Jamie, come back. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. I should rip that as one of his like, blooper reels. We have a yeah. lot of blooper reels of, of Jamie. <laughs> Jamie and I have a, quite a bit. If you can imagine that. Yeah. Crystal, did you brunch today? No, I did not. I was supposed to with uh, with Janet, but um, they were out in the burbs, and I had reached out to them, and I didn't hear anything, so I just I had to, do, I had to run some errands today. Yeah, you were responsible. Good for you. Yeah, got a busy you got a busy week coming, right? Um, well, I mean, at least today the Senate finished, and the House comes back in on Friday. All right, let's do our our safe words before we get into that. Mm, uh, yes. I Are we going to introduce ourselves? No. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm doing that now. Okay. Uh, as soon as I can find my name. I am the Pastor I Chef on all platforms, Valerie Torres. I am Valerie Michelle. On, um, we have our YouTube channel. I'm you. on Facebook. I'm on I'm on Twitter. My Twitter handle, handle is actually BlackHammer1019. Mm. Yeah, I need to get that so I can put it when I share your stuff. It goes straight What there. is it? Black Karen? Black, Black Hammer. Hammer. 1019 <laughs> Black Hammer. Karen. I was like, Black Karen, why? Is that a no. joke? <laughs> oh, sometimes I can't act like a Karen. <laughs> All right. I kid. like it. I do the uh, safe words. I'm going to start um, off. But how about, and our guest, Frank, how can we find you? Well, good evening, everyone. Good evening, Frank. Uh, yep. Joe, we're just sharing our social medias and stuff right now. Just Quick intros. Yeah, real quick. You know, um, my name is Franco Agbro. I am on Instagram as Franco Jazz, F R E N K O J A Z Z. And um, well, the city people calls me the mayor of Mount Pleasant. And you know, you know, to find out why you have to read. <laughs> Good way. You know, so um, you know, check it out. I don't. I really don't like talking about about myself in ways that doesn't support the way I am, and what I've been devoted to over the years. So, can't wait. Can't nice wait to, to see everybody. 
Thank you. Great to have you on. I love your background. I am going to say I'm kind of I'm jealous of the background. I love it. That's his studio. I dig it. I'm not I'm not in my studio, so my my background's fat. <laughs> a his parent, his parents' bookshelf. <laughs> my parents' bookshelf in a window. <laughs> That's what I got going on here. Although that that is an article about my first write up in a restaurant industry. I was twenty four years oh, old, so it's twenty years ago, easily. But what kind of what kind of food you cook? Ah, whatever you pay me. I've been I've done it all from New Orleans <laughs> all the way up to here, the coast, Eastern Carolina, Delaware, Virginia, yep. Maryland. Yeah, past twelve years I've been in DC, so. As of now, not nothing. Whatever I cook in my house. So what you cook? What's, you cook? You cook stuff at Bubby's? Yeah. What's your I'm, favorite dish to cook? <laughs> what are you paying me for? Uh, if I'm at home, <laughs> if I'm at home, <laughs> if I'm at home, uh, ramen noodles. What? Pe- pe- if I'm at home, ramen noodles, peanut butter jelly, something like that, something easy. And you cook yourself a Hey man, ask any chef what they eat at home. Ask any chef what they eat when they get home. Guarantee um, it's peanut butter, peanut butter and jellies, oh ramen, pizza. <laughs> Wait, so is there, have, has everybody watched that show, uh, The Bear? Has anybody ever? I know Marcus has. Have she you watched it, Crystal anxiety. or Frank? Mm-mm. It's on TNT, but you can watch it on Hulu. And it's I feel like it's a pretty accurate dis, like depiction of life in the restaurant industry. Um, this poor chef, he's like so like it's like what the first or second episode, he's so like um like overstretched, overworked, like doesn't sleep that he like has these like weird he's like sleeping, but then he gets up to make food, but he's having this like weird, like sort of out of body like daydream and he's cooking, but it turns out he's like put like the boxes of like noodles or whatever it was, he never took it out. He just put it on the stove, like the boxes on the stove in the pan and then like started a fire in his kitchen because he was I mean, so. I still think, I mean, like everybody, my, my favorite thing of that show is uh, the ticket machine. Oh his my dreams. God. So that's, yeah. that's, that's one of the, the pictures from the show. Is that you? No, <laughs> <laughs> Not, no. no, it's from the show, the bear. Which oh, okay. it it's it's very I mean for someone you know for people who work in the industry like it's it's it uh, the first two episodes I had to like stop for a little bit because it was it really gave me anxiety. It's, now, have uh, either one of you worked in the restaurant in- industry, bar or restaurant? Crystal, no. Yeah, I, I have, but it was like nothing to Easy. write, nothing to write home about. It was just yeah. one, one of those things that you. That's you know, as an immigrant, you call it a stepping stone. Mm. Hey, mm-hmm. that's a great one yeah. for anybody, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, Megan. Stepping... Oh, I was but gonna I... say, Megan, you're right. It is very triggering. Yeah, it, it took me a while to get through the first two episodes, man. Yeah, but I, you know, I'm not, I'm not crazy about watching those kind of shows. You know, I mean, I don't know. I'm no. not, but TV visual, too much stuff like. You know, I'm more into like the personal. I, I watch documentaries. I watch. I mostly watch documentaries. Yes, things like yeah, that. You, that's what I watch. Get a sense of real life. Although, when I talk about real life, I started watching a show last night on HBO. It was all about virtual reality during the pandemic. Oh, yeah, that shit was weird. <laughs> it What's was it like called? a community. I think it's called virtual reality, or we met on virtual reality. 
And it's yeah. literally, it's literally the whole thing is them recording their uh, virtual reality, like things that Episodes happened or whatever during, yeah. during the pandemic. So like, it's a real documentary, but done in uh, VR. And it's just, it was just weird. Cause like they're touching each other, they're dancing. They're, and I'm just like, cause I have never done VR. I'm like, what? Are they hugging? If you're dancing, yeah. are you dancing in a room? Are you hitting shit because you got the goggles on? Like, are you hurting yourself? You're like running into the wall. Like Marcus and, and I were like, so who are they? What are they touching? Like, they're not touching each other because it's virtual, right? But like, it seems like they're like, you know, they'll be like, eh. yeah, it was just weird. And then oh. the one girl was talking about how she was like doing a dance. Like she, um, with like the, I guess the scenario was they were like, they were dancing on stage and she wasn't paying attention and she like sort of was dancing and she like ran into a wall. So then she like, she like gave herself a bloody nose, but then she's still like trying to like dance because it's all virtual. It's all like this, these avatars that are doing all these weird things. I don't know, it, was, it was really uh, bizarre. You know, so people, the, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, no, you got it, Frank. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, you know, uh, during the pandemic, right. You know, um, I, I just couldn't get into the Zoom thing. It just didn't, it just didn't, for some reason, did not hit me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, you know, um, it, 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 it just, it just seemed like, especially for a, a neighborhood like Mount Pleasant, a community like Mount Pleasant, where everyone, you know, people come from all kinds of, you know, from different countries and different places, right? And usually vibrant, they love music, they love art, they love all this stuff. And to have to not have anything, anything. to me was unconscionable. I couldn't, and I knew I've been doing these things for years on my front porch, but yeah, you know, few and far between over the years. Um, and so for you know, this was a moment in time where everything that I'd ever learned in music. The people that I've met through WPFW, the relationships I've made through music, through artists, I had to put everything all together. Right. Mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. And it just like happened. And, you know, so far so good and it's still going. Right. And so, and it wasn't about trying to make money. It was, you know, like to this day, it's about donations. You know, you people donate and stuff. We mm -hmm. do things. And I've, I was very fortunate to be to be surrounded by a lot of very very good singer songwriters, great musicians who were willing to come out and perform during a like, very. It was like the perfect storm for you too. Like it's something. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. if you needed people, there was tons of people who were not doing anything anymore, and who wanted to right. play. Yeah, you know, who wanted yeah. to get out. And you know what? It's uh, you know, I. I, you know, I've never really had a, the time to really think about it, but this really meant a lot to a lot of people. And even while I was doing it, people were people in flowers. People would stop me on the street and say, "Franco, thank you for doing this. Keep doing it. You're helping us." People had mental health issues, you know, all kinds of different issues. Musicians yeah, used to not to play in out in places didn't have a place to go you know right i kids i would sit on my front porch and i would see kids you know you know like both parents and baby sitters you just like you know pushing their kids around with nothing to do 
Right. Just walk in circles. Like, yeah. It just run around in circles, you know, and that did not speak to me. And I'm like, there's something, if there's anything, you know, I can do, there's something I know how to do, mm-hmm, which is to mm-hmm. use, to do, you know, I'm a singer, I'm a musician myself, my kids, <sighs> and we, you know, we had to bring our daughter from Berlin, who she lives in Berlin, Germany. Ooh. We had to bring her back during the pandemic. Oh. So a lot of things were going on. Um, and prior to that, by the way, as a footnote, my mother died in February. Oh, shit. So right that, before the shutdown, right? Yeah. Yes, right before the lockdown. And during that time, you know, it was like nobody knew what was going on. You know, I was going in and out of clinics and stuff like that and unprotected. So, you know, in a way, I feel like there was there's some message here, you know, and there was a reason why I, I'm able to do what I do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were, um, we were what Marcus and I, when we were watching this VR thing yesterday, I was talking about how, like, you know, we were, I felt we were fortunate enough because we did, um, you know, we had our small bubble. I mean, it was a bub, it was a bubble, but it was a small bubble of people that we would see on the regular. Um, but like, there really were a lot of people who were like legitimately isolated all by themselves, you know, and didn't have like another person to talk to. Like they lived on their own. They didn't have a family. They didn't have roommates or whatever. And so like this, this weird thing that to me seems, seems unusual and strange, you know, but this like um, this whole community of VR um, players, I, I don't know, what do you call them? Participants. Um, yeah. They were able to, to, to meet in virtual reality and they, created these relationships and they were able to bond and like there's like there's one couple that ended up getting engaged like in real life but they were you know they met through virtual reality and it was just so i think that um yeah that pandemic was weird and it was i think it was a challenge for a lot of people you know those relationships you know Mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. going from vr to seeing people in person, I, I'll be interested to know that. I, I'm not so sure. See, I right, and I, I like I thought the same thing. Like I was like, so what do they do? Like now, like you spent 18 months, like it only interacting with these people in virtual reality, where like not even some of them probably didn't even know what each other looked like for real. Look, you know, I, they were all in these like you know uh, different. Um, you know, some of them were like animals, animals. and you know, creatures. And I don't know. It was, uh, it was interesting. I, I mean, I was trying, I was trying very hard not to be judgy because I was like, I understand that this is, it was a very trying, you know, time and people needed to like get, cope and get by however they could. But I was like, this is mm. probably just not my cup of tea. But Crystal, what did you do during the pandemic? I didn't know you yet. Know. I mean, they, they were able to get by. Crystal, what were you doing? Because I, I didn't know you then. What you do during a pandemic to get by? Um, I mean, I lived by myself, and I loved it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, even before the pandemic, I'm like, when I didn't want to be bothered with people, I would stay in the house the entire weekend. I mean, um, my chosen family lives seven minutes away from me, and my my, my family lives out in the suburbs. 
So, I mean, you know, I talked to my sister every week. So, I mean, it, it was it was nothing different for me. You know, my chosen family would walk by, would come by and we would talk outside at the beginning of the pandemic. But I mean, I kept my bubble small, um, right. my chosen family and then um, Erica and Janet. And that was it. I mean, I I mean, for me, it was just like I like being by myself on my own best company. Right. So I was able, I mean, I had to continue to work and everything um, mm-hmm. from home. And, and that was a bit of an adjustment. But I mean, overall, I mean, I just dealt with it as best as I could one day at a time. I hear that. Yeah. Unfortunately, we we had ourselves in a lot of stuff. We were doing stuff with the food places, like people who were passing out food, a lot of the food uh uh, what was the grocery store? They were like going to restaurants. Pantries and things like, especially for industry, you know, there were a lot of, there were several uh, establishments that were providing free food for industry because, you know, most of us we were, doing were com- unemployed and we were doing commercials for them and stuff like that. And so, you know, we were interacting a lot. So it was, that was, that kind of kept our sanity a little bit because we were among people we knew in the restaurant industry and we were helping people at the same time. Right. So. And then we also became we also became gardeners. <laughs> we planted a lot of things. <laughs> Go ahead, Frank. If, if you don't mind me saying this, have you ever um, reflected on at the beginning of the pandemic, the first two things that were flying off the shelves in America? Toilet paper. It was toilet paper. And guns. And, yeah. Guns. Guns. All that. Yeah, paper. you're right. I forgot about the I forgot about the guns. Yeah, you're right. We've forgotten that. Everyone Yeah, never, you're right. Absolutely. I've not heard that and it's been said anymore. Right. But that that there's they're, that, they're still flying off the counter. They're still they're huh? still being sold left and right. <laughs> they're they're still going. They're still they're still That's going, so, but I'm just No, but you're right, no. I mean because I'm not in one. Listen, I lived in a. Who, who are? Uh oh. We've lost you for a second, Frank. Listen, I, I can't hear you. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yep. there, there you're back. You are, you're back. You drop out. You drop out for a second. I, 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 me, I can't hear you. All right, oh. cool. Oh, cool. Okay. So yeah, like yeah. Right, so, so um, to so, me that. I, that to me that resonated. It resonates with me, Absolutely. and I think it, it really should resonate with a lot of. Because the thing is, you know, during the pandemic, it, it you know we were all tested hmm. no in shit. so many different ways, and um, as as a collective, when that happens, it's it's just it didn't to me it did philosophically in any kind of way, it didn't feel right to me that that those were the two things we were most concerned about yeah what yeah. Is that, what say about us you know but anyways you're not wrong you're not wrong i mean listen i lived in a lot of hurricane alleys so i'm used to hurricane parties and stuff happens and guns and toilet paper and water are usually bread are the first couple of things that go guns has always been i mean now keep in mind that my hurricane alleys were louisiana and north carolina so mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. I know why the guns, guns are pretty there. prevalent down there anyway. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so like it just it just the whole pandemic reminded me of like a hurricane party like every day, every other day. 
like getting oh, right. for, for 18 months. Yeah, for 18, <laughs> it was a hurricane for 18 fuck. Yeah, 18 months was a hurricane. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah it's been it was it's it was quite an experience, um, yeah. you know. Yeah. But this is a drinking show. I like to like Yeah, Frank, what are you <laughs> drinking? I'm getting a little sip of this uh, unpleasant whiskey. Yes, we'd like to talk about that in a little bit too. Yeah, I um I was actually talking to uh um you know Dylan Curtis, he works over at, at Purple Patch. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I was talking to him about it the other day. I ran into him. To Dylan? Dylan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I ran that, into Dylan the other day. So we were I was asking him about the whiskey. We were talking about it, yeah. Yeah. He's uh yeah, he's one of been playing with us for, you know, the six year party. Nice. Very, a lot of great, great musicians I met. We we all met through that, you know. Yeah, yeah. We became familiar with each other and each other's music, and you know all the musicians that have performed on the front porch have have progressed and they keep moving and they keep you know and that's that's really what you want to see in any community. Right. Right. So um, let, let's go back. You talked a little bit about it. You touched on it a little bit earlier, but yeah. um, explain to everybody what exactly is your um, these six feet of parties and um, how did it get started? All right. Now we get to the, the real the bread deal. and butter. We're in the bread and butter right now, Frank. Bread and butter, yeah. <laughs> well, like I said earlier, you know, um, my mom died in February and then we had a lockdown in March, mm -hmm. we had a show that, we, that was scheduled to be at Mark's Cafe. You know, usually in the community, I do these open mics jam sessions, either at Mark's Cafe, at Hades, mainly those places. So are, the, are both of those places both in Mount Pleasant? Yes, they're on the main strip of Mount Pleasant. Uh-huh. And so, you know, and for years, I would just alternate when we had, you know, we had time to, you know, I had time to do these things. I would just schedule those and they've all been very good, good um, places and friends you know, in the community that I've worked with over the years. Um, and so when the pandemic, you know, and occasionally I would have shows on the front porch well, it was few and far between, you know, when, you know, the kids were young, I had friends over who played music, the kids playing music and stuff like that. And plus, I would I would always organize a Killbone Place block parties. We've been doing that for over 20 something years. My wife and I, the kids, everyone participating, just making things happen. Now, the block party, Killbone Place block parties are very well known. I must say, because it's always very well attended. It features a moon bounce. We have live music all day long. Moon bounce games, ping pong. You know, it's really, and every now and then we'll have the uh, fire department show up with a fire truck. Fun. So a lot, it's, it's very comprehensive um, in terms of the kind of shows that we do. And so, like, doing these events, you know, when the pandemic hit, I kind of had an idea of, like, the thing, children's shows. Also being on WPFW with all these musicians and artists, being exposed to a lot of music, a lot of art in the community. I was able to put things together in a way 
that would benefit every uh, aspect of the community, every member of the community. If you were elderly, and uh, you know, would get into like the whole midweek live music relief with classical music, relaxing music, vaudeville, all kinds of stuff with the open piano, Kevin Lambert. He does that right now over the saloon in, on U Street uh-huh. when things are up. But I, I, I brought all these things together to to give us give us a sense some of some kind of soothing comfort, you know, during a very hard time. I could see, I could see that people were everybody were every, we were hurting. Everybody was hurting, including myself. Dealing with my mom's death, having to deal with a lockdown, having to deal with the fact that there's a virus out there that we don't know where it's coming from, who, what, when, and where, why. That stuff is deep. And so, you know, I just did what I could. And what we could of, with, the, with the help of the family. And so the Six Feet Party, I was really very skeptical in the beginning about doing it because I didn't know how people were going to respond to it. Yeah, I imagine that was kind of difficult. Yeah. You can imagine that because everyone is yeah. freaking out. And, right. but, but, but there's, there's one thing that I felt like I did that I, I'm very proud of is the fact that I, I kept looking at this stuff and studying it and studying and I'm like, okay, well, you know, this is an airborne disease. Why can't we do it outside and have fun where the air is moving? Right. Right. Absolutely. And so I started, just decided to do the front porch thing because I had the space. And you've done it before. But I had to figure it out in a way that did not compromise my family's health situation. That's wise. So what I did was I created in my back, in the back of my base, in the basement in the back, I created a, a kind of a room for the musicians and it was still six feet of party. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you had to maintain safe distance to use the restrooms, to use the facilities. I had to do that specifically so that they're not in my own personal. And your yeah, your own space. Yeah, I feel you. So a yeah. lot of thinking, a lot of thinking went into this. You know, with the help of like feedback from my wife, my kids, tell me, okay, Dad, this is uh, 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 okay. Well, we'll. Maybe we should try to do it this way. And so far that worked out. And then we had we we played ping pong. Ping pong. <laughs> That's six feet apart. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> now, you ain't fucking right now. Things going on all this. I was like, okay, why not? Just like, let's have some fun. <laughs> you know. It's funny you said that. So there's a bar in Nursing City called Fishtails that uh, they put a <laughs> so for you, oh, you've been to Fishtail, so you know I'm gonna, you might know what I'm going to say. For you to go to the bar or hang out in there, you had to have this a tube that was around you, and it was three mm-hmm. feet on each. It was three feet on each side. So everybody. So that's how they kept feet. everybody six feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> but you had to wear these tubes to come in. 
And it was like, you know, like, like grown up, um, like walkers, like, you know, the kids who, yeah. the babies of the walkers, like it was like grown up walkers that they were like pushing themselves around. <laughs> no, you had to be creative. You, you, had to out. you can't suffer in silence. But, um, but anyways, yeah. during, during the pandemic, you know, we, uh, now that I think about it, I, you know, there was, there was a lot of things that like I was kind of involved in, I try to do just to keep us, all of us engaged creatively and otherwise. You know, I did some one-on-one um, -on -one interviews like what you guys are doing now on Facebook with, you know, and it's also on YouTube. People can go to my YouTube channel, Franco Jazz. And um, I did one-on-one -on -one interviews with some of the artists that were performing at the front porch. So what people, you know, people were watching so here's a picture of fishtails. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that shit was funny, dude. I cracked up. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I yeah. wish that was still a thing. I wish they still had that. They should. <laughs> they should. They should have just kept it. But maybe for adults, have mushroom or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm coming. I'm there. I'm already even there better. Right Let's do it. <laughs> Crystal, that's your perfect anti-human thing. You can get one of those tubes and walk around. <laughs> Guys, don't touch me. Stay away. <laughs> Be over there. Well, Just I have a t-shirt that says six feet, y'all. <laughs> Erica make it? No, I got that from Flirty Girl in Louisiana. All right. Val, write that down. Six feet, y'all. Yeah. Still, still six feet. So, Crystal, real funny. You all appreciate this. A friend of our, why Jamie can't be on the show tonight. He had to go pick his girlfriend up at the airport, and she's pissed off. She's pissed off because she flew back in from Shreveport, Louisiana, from a wedding. Oh, she went to a wedding God. in Shreveport, and now she's pissed off because she went to Shreveport. Yeah, there's nothing in Shree Vegas. There's nothing in Shreveport. <laughs> there's not. There's a casino, and that's about it. He said, "My girl's going to Shreveport next week." I'm like, "Why? Yeah, <laughs> Who why? chooses to go to Shreveport, Louisiana?" Yeah. Nobody. No. I've, I have friends that live there. Oh, me too. I'm not going to visit. No. I, I went there once when I was working for um, former Congressman David Vitter. I don't like Shreveport. <laughs> yeah. That place is trash. I dated a girl from Shreveport one time. That's I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. That's all I have to say. It was fun for about two weeks. And then it went downhill real quick. Two weeks, y'all. Great two weeks. Two weeks. Shitty two weeks. last week. It was horrible. Anyway, Marcus. Sorry, I, I, I had to bring up fish. I had to bring up fish tails. It was, he knew what I was talking about. It's just funny. <laughs> we got two, we got two hours to talk. I gotta yeah. bring some stuff up. I remember that. It was. That was <laughs> and I, I'm just glad because I got national news. So I'm just happy that like somewhere where I used to live, or I grew up in this in Ocean City area. That's actually where we are now. And you know, seeing somebody from my trashy hometown, I like it. Like, yeah, man, fucking go fucking white trash. It's broadcast from Ocean City. I grew up near Ocean City, yeah. I'm about half an hour, 30 minutes, 40 minutes oh. during traffic. I actually grew I'm I'm from around uh, Rehoboth and Lewis area. Okay. So and Dewey and all that shit. Yeah, I love I love Acetate. Oh yeah, that's with the horses. Ash, yeah, Acetate yeah. and are great. Acetate it's beautiful. Is it's nothing there. Yeah. It's beautiful. And see, Crystal, yeah. that's another place you might like. There's nobody there. Just horses. Oh, I've been just, to Assateague. Just the, just the horses. No, horses I've, yeah. we, I, I've been there. 
big ass mosquitoes so and shit. I feel like we've talked about this. We've talked about this on the show yeah. before, but there's like um there growing up here in Maryland, the part of our you know, growing up um in elementary school, part of it was like have to reading material was this whole series about the ponies and the horses and Aztec and Chincoteague. There's uh, Misty of Chincoteague, uh, yeah, Stormy of Aztec or something like that. Yeah. Um, so there's like a whole series of books that like, and I don't read, but like when I was younger, I, I read those books because I was obsessed with horses. So I read them. <laughs> I still, I think I still have copies of them somewhere at my mom's house. I bet you do. My mom does <laughs> somewhere. Listen, Marcus. <laughs> it's somewhere tucked away in the room that I can no longer get into because my mom has barricaded it with more of her stuff. <laughs> I mean, you Filipinos are strange, so it's fine. I'm telling you, there is there's a whole room in our house that I can. It was my bedroom growing up. I can no longer get into it because there's a whole shelf of shoes that my mom has put up against that door. And so Does nobody she even can wear get the in. shoes. Nobody can get into it. I don't know. <laughs> she might. <laughs> you know what she has? Whenever she does pass away, you're going to find boxes, shoe boxes full of money. Probably. Scattered all through that house. Probably. You know what? You know what? You know what? What, what, what is it? You just mentioned shoes and it just like, just like the Filipinos. <laughs> yeah. What's up with the Filipinos and shoes? I don't have I don't have anything to say. I don't know. <laughs> Imelda Imelda Marcos was like infamous for her fucking eighty thousand shoes that she had. Didn't she have like a million dollars worth of shoes? Wasn't it like that? Yeah, she's like that. crazy. She would have like these whole closets, like rooms full of shoes. <laughs> shoes. <laughs> She's lunatic. Oh, <laughs> oh well, you know, to each, to each, right? Yeah, his or her own. I don't know. How, I know. How... But I tell you what, though, my mom is rivaling Imelda. She has a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. And here's the thing: so you, you guys who watch the show, you know, I am on the atheist bound. So when I go to Val's house, eat food. Keep in mind, she's Filipino. There's Jesus everywhere. Everywhere. Jesus, Mary, everywhere. the baby Jesus. When the I say everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. I felt my skin burning a little bit. Like, I felt <laughs> I felt. I think if you went to a third world country, you will see that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Just, I mean, we have, like, a statue. There's, like, the Grotto of Torres down, like, in our backyard. There's, like, the statue of Mary and, like, a little garden around her. And, like, I mean... You, there used to be a bench. You could sit down there and pray and stuff. <laughs> I thought you were going to say there's a bench with Mary on it, sort of like the Ronald McDonald bench. <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, hanging out there. No. Uh, there's like no. the statue of Mary like this, and then you just go what happened? sit and pray. What, what happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I don't know. What happened? <laughs> Shit's funny. Yeah. The, blessed, the Blessed Virgin Mary. We pray to her all the time. Well, the Filipinos those... like the Filipinos like love Mary. Like Mary is like better than Jesus in like, the Filipino community. <laughs> huh? Why did they pick Mary? Because she's blessed. She's the blessed Virgin Mary. Okay. Born without original sin. Woman. And she's a woman. 
She, she, a, she a damn liar. She ain't what, no virgin. What, what, what are we going right? to get it right? Touche, touche, touche. You know, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, back to you, Frank. <laughs> so, <laughs> from Virgin Mary to Frank. <laughs> Frank, tell us a little bit more about yourself. So, um, you have been in DC for how many years? 35? Yeah, over 35 years. Um, yeah. And you, you know, said you came, your, your family, you were originally from Nigeria? Yes. Mm -hmm. And what came, what made you what what made you come to the states? Okay, I have a very international background. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I my father was a Nigerian diplomat, and uh, um, which which took me to so many different places, which exposed me to so many different cultures, which really allowed me to see the world in a different way. I speak French, I speak Spanish, and then I also know how to communicate based on that, actually. You know, um, and so that's pretty much my background. I lived in France, lived in Cuba, lived in Botswana. But apparently these experiences make me who I am today. Um, yeah, for sure. And so, and then, you know, went to the University of, History of Columbia. I, I, I have a degree in political science. Went to a private school up in New England, Worcester Academy Prep. Uh -huh. Where haven't you lived? <laughs> Delaware. <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> <laughs> Delaware, Delaware. <laughs> Tell a what? Yeah, so you know, you know, so I've you know have a, I've had all these exposures, things, but the common denominator of all these experiences was music and culture and art. That was to me the common denominator, and it has served me well in terms of you know neighborhood or community community enrichment especially so, unpleasant you know yeah so i see all those um stringed instruments behind you do you do you play other instruments as well or just the the guitar and what instruments do you play i play guitar bass and i dabble with keyboards and stuff and like okay during the pandemic i did some collaboration I don't know if you get, you know, my man's got, Marcus has got his stuff going on. But if you go on Spotify, you could hear a song that I did with um, a guy by the name of the Data Recovery Project, ERP, and my daughter, Sophia. And another collaboration with, um, called The Sound of Silence in Mount Pleasant. That first, if you can get, if you can access it, can you do it? Is that one of the videos we downloaded, or no? It's not a video. It's it's music. It's on. Uh, I'm not gonna be able to do that. Not, okay. without, not okay. without preloading it. Yeah. Okay. But what we can do, what I what I can do after the show, I'll put it into the show notes. So yeah. you can hit you can hit the link, and we'll take it to it. Because after the show, I'll read. I'll, 
I have all your uh, socials on there, but I'm gonna redo them so they're easier to get to. So what I'll yeah. do is I'll put I'll put the Spotify. Yeah. So, so, so after so email me later after the show and we'll put all that shit in there for you. Yeah, and so so I did the sun, sun, you know, the sound of silence, um, and then one we did a project with Ukraine, the Ukraine thing. But you're gonna yeah. play play that video, right? Did you play it already? Not yet. No. Which video do you want me to? Which one? Which one? The too much. Too much. No, it's five minutes long, so I'm gonna play the first minute and a half, two minutes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know there are other the other things that like I'd like to show you, like you know if you can. I mean, whatever you've got there. Yeah. yeah. Let's. Jenna. Jenna. It's your dog. <laughs> Out of here. See, this is why I miss my studio. Uh, let's play too much. All right. It's me and the kids when they were young. You were doing it, taking me for granted. Now you realize I'm the one you're missing. Big mistake with me too much, me too little, too, too much. 
I said two minutes, but I was really digging the song, and I really like the kids. <laughs> Your kids are adorable. How long ago was this? This was 2007 or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, you know, we've just been doing other things as a family. Thank you, Angela. You got a fan. Uh, you got a fan. Look at that. Frank, you, got a fan. <laughs> you know, but, we, you know, it's like we, we always did – my studio – was it was a playground for the for my family because i was always doing things in the clubs and stuff like that and i there was no fulfillment there i didn't i didn't enjoy it you know it wasn't fulfilling and i felt like you know for what i was what we were, i was doing in the clubs it didn't it didn't make sense to me it didn't make sense yeah so i try to do things that make sense it's been a sacrifice, but it's a sacrifice that was worth, you know, putting the effort in. Right, right. You know, um, and sometimes I, I think these are the thing, things that we kind of miss because, you know, I'll always tell people, you know, you either pay on the front end or you pay on the back end. Either way, you're going to pay. Right. Period. Full stop. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I, I, I that's the way I roll, you know. And um, I know you guys. It was, what's going on? Some things up here. You guys saw my daughter, right? Yeah. So, how old are your children now? How many? First of all, how many children do you have, and how how old are they now? I have uh, two, two boys and one girl. Uh huh. Uh, two boys are living here in D.C. My son, he goes by the name of Chinadu Onome. He is our first son. Uh huh. My wife name's Lara. Um, and he was he's the first and we we did an album many years ago that's how we started things going with the family franco jazz family band we did an album which is out there called um uh, stop running dad See, my albums have been like autobiograph uh, autobiographical uh-huh the first one i did is called you and you know, if you go to the Raven, you can, you'll sit in the jukebox of the Raven. Oh no oh. way! Yeah, it's in the jukebox. Yeah, we like the Raven. I love that. Yeah, and also I, you know, and then I did another album called "Stop Running, Dad," where you know, <laughs> yeah, because I was trying to tell a story of like some kind of story. I don't know. <laughs> People will figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> different projects. I did another album thing called, you should see this. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you can see it, but like the first one I told you was called You. Uh-huh. Good idea. Gotcha. And then I did, this is Stop Running Bad. Nice. Uh huh. All right. Uh huh. And then I did another album, which like I did this. Uh, 
I created a beat called One Beat DC, and I invited uh, a number of artists, singer-songwriters, to come into the studio and do just just freestyle to a beat. And no one knew what everybody else was doing. That's also The Raven. You should check that out. It's called One Beat DC. And that also featured um, HR from <laughs> that. Oh, no way. HR from Bad Brains. Oh, I'm, I'm very familiar yeah. with Bad Brains. Yeah. That features HR. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So that's that's the one beat DC. Oops. Nice, nice, so nice. I've always been colla either collaborating, working with spoken word poets, working with dancers. I mean, all kinds of different things. But the Six Feet of Party has, has been something that's been really more focused because of what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, because of what it is. It's pretty, it's, it's to me, it has become, it is meaningful. Wait, did you have puppet shows too? Yes. Oh, I love that. I, I'm, I'm glad you said that because... First person I, I approached about doing the party was my friend David Greenfield Boyce, who I'd worked with earlier. Many years ago, I used to do a show called The Fam Jam. My wife and I used to do a show called The Fam Jam, which was live music, and then you had a kid's corner. Okay, and we would do it, you know, but the politics of music in the community wasn't very friendly at the time. To me, Mount Pleasant is not as kid-friendly as it is today. Right. During that time, there, you know, I, I just couldn't get it. I mean, it's like you we couldn't take our kids to a restaurant, you know, because of smoking in the restaurants and all the stuff that was going on. And it's like, how else could so we just decided to do these, these shows where we could at least be with our family, with our kids. You know, and also to be able to interact with other people, other parents. That made sense to me. You know, the idea of just sending your kids to an institution and stuff, you don't know your kids. You know, I don't, I've never been a fan of that. And so we kind of chose our own way of raising our kids and so far so good. And, you know, everybody saw that, that that works, you know. You do it and people, you know, either they choose to like it or not, you know what I mean? But we did what worked for us. Right. So everything, you know, everything started at home. Charity begins at home, but it doesn't end there. Right. Um, Marcus, what other videos do we have? To share of while you check out Ipe I P H E. What is it? I P H E. I'll look it up. I will time man while we're talking and then I'm gonna play one of the videos that I did get. Okay. We can talk about it afterwards. That's
All right, so that was a clip from your front porch. Yeah, that, that was a band called Deccan Traps, and they kind of formed during the Six Feet Party. Okay. Until um, so yeah, you know that's when they kind of kind of gel together, and now they're doing some really cool things. You know, um, a lot of musicians have really like really started you know taking off because they had a you know they had the opportunity to perform and hone their craft. You know. Right. Right, right. Um so Frank, I saw that you had put put that you are you are radio host for WPFW. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, I've been a radio host for about three and a half well I think it was, I think it's about three and a half years on WPFW mm-hmm. doing a show. Go live at five on WPFW every Friday at five PM from five to six. Uh-huh. And that 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 show was live music and conversation. And so it, would you pull some of the people that you would have from your radio show onto into the six feet of parties, like during your Saturday six feet of parties? Sometimes. What happened? I don't know. Frank, can you still hear us? Oh, we've lost your audio. Okay, here we go. Okay. (laughs) So, Um, so yes. What do you think? She was asking if you brought some of the people from the uh, radio show to play. Did you sort of, was there any sort of like cross? Uh-oh. We can't hear you again. All right, Val, text him and tell him to load off and go back on. Are you good? Oh, there you are again. Okay. Are you back? Yeah, I'm back. I, I can hear yeah. you guys, but are we good? Okay. Yep. Okay. So I was asking if there was any sort of a crossover from your um, radio show, from the artists that you had during the radio shows, would you bring them sort of over to uh, um, over to your to to your six feet of parties? All right, Val, you got time to come back in. Come back on. Okay. Come back in. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. While he's doing that, Crystal. Yeah. You're like baby in the you're like baby in the corner. I can't see your face because you're all the way below your lower thirds. So if you could please lower your camera. Yeah, he's got yeah, he's gotta get out bow and come back in so that sound will be improved. So he's gotta go off. That's not uh, what I where'd you go? Happen. No, hold up, hold <laughs> up. I have a I have a Microsoft Pro. So do we get you a stand? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, right. it is cold as I don't know what in my apartment. I mean, what? Yes, Open I had to get the blanket. I had to, I had to get a jumper on. Open the window. A jumper. Where no. are you from? Where are you from? The UK? A yep. jumper. Yep. <laughs> I only see the top part of your face because your face is being covered by your lower third. Here, I know what we can, yeah. do. I know what we can do to help her out. Because What? Hold on. <laughs> there we go. Lower okay. third's gone. Now we can see Crystal. Yeah. 
Um, while we wait for Frank to come back on, oh, first of all, let's do a little, um, you know. Can we do safe words little... now? Can we do safe words? <laughs> do we really need the safe words anymore? No, we've we're already, we're already halfway through the show. I mean, yeah, um, yeah, also five times already. What? Nothing. Um, <laughs> anyway, actually, organic. Listen. That's mine. Organic. That's Just do, call, do the call of action, though. We are the District of Misfits show. The drinking show with a podcast problem with my drink in hand. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the District of Misfits show. On Twitter at DC Misfits. On YouTube, please like and subscribe. Push those buttons at the District of Misfits show. Twitch, you can find us at District of Misfits. And if you would like to buy some merch, you can go check out our website at crushingdc.com. Um, if you would like to start a podcast of your own or if you'd like to be a guest on our show, please email us at districtdogfacestudio at gmail.com. And that is something that Crystal did. Crystal, tell us about your show coming up. So my show is called Topless Government. Um, I'm, I'm really getting tired of people being ignorant about how our government works. So I wanted to start a podcast to just talk about, you know, in a fun way and alcohol, you know, could possibly be involved. Um, it's sort of like, you know, schoolhouse rock, but civics for the masses, but making it fun, making it relatable, just teaching people the mechanics of how our government works. Cause I'm getting kind of tired of blasting people on Twitter. <laughs> and telling them how stuff is really done. I've, I've had, I had, I've had to do it twice this weekend already. Um, okay. yeah. Uh, anybody, yeah. You name? anybody you want to name by name? Well, so, okay. There's this one woman. I don't know if she's a bot or not, but her name is Nina Turner. She sounds like a bitch. She is. <laughs> She's ignorant. Um, and I hate to say that about a sister. I do. I hate to say it, but she came out and put on Twitter that because everybody. So this weekend, the Senate was doing the reconciliation bill. And Bernie Sanders is the chairman of the Senate Budget Committee. And so he was one of the floor managers of the bill. Long story short. He's going on and on about how this bill is not going to do anything for inflation. And he's talking about, you know, all this other stuff. And she goes on Twitter and says, oh, the disrespect, the level of disrespect from his colleagues. And then she goes, well, President Biden appointed him to the committee. And I'm like, no, we didn't. Oh. Yeah. Oh, God. And I go, you ignorant. I'm like, you know what my favorite word is, C, and begins with a T. It, it, it begins with a C, it ends with a T. It's my but I'm going to be a lady too. tonight. Uh, Literally, I was we like, haven't oh my about that. Yeah. As fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but literally, yeah, she said, oh, she said the president appointed him to be chairman of the budget committee. And I just sat there in utter amazement. And I go, she has to be a bot. She, ha she has to be a Republican plan. She cannot be that stupid. But, it, I mean, she, it, and she's not the only one. Um, you know, you got other Democrats who, who talk about, 
well, you know, the president's not doing enough and all this other crap. And I'm like, the, you know, like, get over it. You know, there's, I mean, right. we've talked about this before. Like, there's well, only yeah. so much the president can do. Right. People think that the president has this magic wand right. and that, like, he just doesn't feel like using it. Right. Sometimes, right? Like, like he could just like be like, boom, 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 and then fix it all. And the reason why he is not using his magic wand is because he's a horrible human being. Right. Like, that's what people think. They totally do. And you know, it was funny because with the reconciliation, and I, and I even have to explain this to my clients. So it's archa it's an archaic law that reconciliation is based on. 51 votes. All you need is 51 votes. So that's why the Democrats did it. But here's the thing. It may seem easy, but it ain't. Right. You have to jump through hoops. So the Senate parliamentarian, the first woman Senate parliamentarian, Elizabeth uh, McDonough, brilliant as I don't know what. So she had to do, she had to review the entire bill, which was over 700 pages long. Okay. I can't barely read seven pages. Seven. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, <laughs> so she has to read through all the provisions and everybody's waiting for her ruling. And everybody is on pins and needles. And you know, and I'm trying to tell one of my clients, you know, the CEO of this rural cooperative electric cooperative. And he was like, Well, bottom line, what are you talking about? And I'm trying to explain it to him in layman's terms. I go, look, I said the bill is going to change once. The parliamentarian finishes the bird bath. It's what you where she has so to review. Explain the bird bath. So the bird bath. This goes back to the late Senator Robert Bird Seabird from West Virginia. Oh, that's why it's called bird. Uh huh. So uh, the bird rule is okay. You're not allowed to put policy on in a budget um, in, on a budget resolution or budget reconciliation. So it's a ten year period. And you okay. either you have to it has to be a positive impact to the budget. So the parliamentarian has to go through the bird bath to let you know, okay, if any of these provisions violate the Congressional Budget Act of 1974, it is made out of order and it cannot be in the bill. So you either have to change it or you can do a parliamentary um, procedural vote of, you know, the motion to waive the budget act. And so basically they, you know, the Democrats were like, okay, so they got rid of like the drug um, um, price capping because it, it violated the rule. It just did. But, but a lot of people like with well, the Democrats, they could do more than this. And it's just like, you know what, why don't you just learn how your government works and then, then talk. Right. Oops. All right. <laughs> and I'm not even drunk. I was going to say, did you have a sum with you already, Crystal? No, I mean, I already had a bottle of wine earlier today. She so. did have a sum of you. I did. I had I had four glasses of wine. I'm not going to lie. But then I stopped drinking because I wanted to watch Westworld. You um, know, speaking about drinking, I'm drinking with my that's got my name on it. I like you. <laughs> you know what? See, I can tell you done radio. Oh, well, TV you know, this is, yeah. But anyway. Uh, is that your picture on the back? What's that? Is that your picture right there? That's me. Right on. You know, 
for me, this this is something I never saw in my, in any kind of musical experience. What happened? Huh? Did we lose, did we lose Crystal now? No. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yes, we can hear okay. you. So, uh, Frank, let's finish this up, and I will get back to you. But I want to hear. I want her to finish up on the bill. So, finish the whiskey. We'll go back and forth. Since you were talking about drinking, uh, no, no, go ahead. I'll talk about it a little bit. Anyways, go ahead. Crystal. Crystal. What are we talking about? Drinking? Do you want me to go back to reconciliation? I want you to go back to reconciliation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, bang that go out. We <laughs> about the drinking. We'll get back. We got we got plenty of time for drinking. We got the drinking that drinking we got, and we'll okay. talk more about that whiskey when she finishes up with that story. Sounds good. So okay, so this weekend, so that you know, it was the Inflation uh, Reduction Act. It's uh, President Biden's economic agenda to bring down um, you know drug prices, uh, reform uh, Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, um, climate change, and energy. And yeah. so the only way that the Democrats could do it is to do it alone. And, and as everybody knows, there's a 50-50, you know, split in the Senate. And then the tie-breaking vote is Vice President Harris. So the Senate started voting, the voterama started at like 8.15 last night. And it ended at um, 3 o'clock this afternoon. Jesus. And so, yeah. And so, I mean, I... I, I to tell you this, the senators were not allowed to leave. A lot of them looked like they had slept in their clothes. <laughs> and a bunch of them were like acting like they were very punchy and giggly and everything when they were being interviewed. But long story short, I mean, you know, they they were like, I, I think there were probably like maybe 20 to 25 votes that were like 10 minutes in length. Um, some of them were crazy votes. Like, uh, yeah, I, I can't even say this out loud because it's just, so, it is stupid. So it was basically, uh, there was an amendment that was offered about uh, making sure that all federal programs dealing with women who are pregnant, that they have to be biologically women. That they, That's a real thing? They really, they really said that yeah. out loud? They, they said yeah, that they out loud. they did. They said it out loud. Were they Republican? You know they were. <laughs> Do they understand the insides of humans? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was it, it, okay. It, it's nothing they? but it's it, it's nothing but a test vote. It, I mean, it's just it's just for for Democrats to it's a got you vote to try and get Democrats on the record. All the Democrats made the decision to say that any amendment that was going to be offered, they were going to vote no. Even amendments that they agreed to, they were going to vote no, because they wanted they wanted to get it done. And I mean, right. and they got it done. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in that bill, um, and I think that that was going to help out um, a lot of Americans. I mean, climate change is here; it's not a hoax. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Senate got the job done, and um, they're going into August um, state work period, which is called recess. But they're they're still going to be working back in the state. Um, and then the House comes back in the session on Friday to finish the work up, to nice. finish it and, um, and you know, and get it to the president so he can sign it into law and so it can become it so it can be implemented. And but I mean, a, I mean, you know, reconciliation is hard. It's a hard right. thing to do, but you, it's 51. 
you know, it's a simple majority, but, you know, and, and I'm, I'm sure y'all found out that there was um, the $35 for insulin. Mm-hmm. So that was an amendment that was offered by um, oh, shit. Senator that was Warnock. Yeah, well, he, he offered it as an amendment. Uh, okay. But you needed 60. And he didn't get the 60? Because He didn't want, get the 60. So you needed, wants, 10, you needed 10 Republicans. Only seven voted with the Democrats. So this is a sign. I mean, this is, listen, that's insulin. It's not like it's the, you know, critical race theory. It's like. Right. It's 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 like voting like no basic, against the. Like, I'm basic sorry, human right. rights. Like it's also right. like it's like voting against the uh military yeah, <laughs> that uh, they just did this week. Like, like what's wrong with you guys? And, and it had, and but like much- honestly, like what is the matter with you? Like, I mean, this is something that people need in order to right. live. Like, why would you vote why would you vote no? Like, why wouldn't that be a hundred percent across the board? Why? Because, because they're it's politics, the big it's pharma. Right. They're 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 right. they're they're, they're holding the politics. big pharma. It's about money. Also, it's money it and politics. And that's. And I actually is. saw some big pharma. Uh, now I'm down here in the States or down here. My parents have like local TV. I saw mm-hmm. big farmers commercials like, don't let them pass this bill because, yes. you know, your drug prices will go up. I'm like, right. It's the complete fucking opposite. You fucking moron. Like, well, I mean, the you thing know what? is like people don't actually look into whatever, you know, they don't look into it. They just see no. they see these like these sound bites and they're like, oh, this must be true because it's on TV. Right. You know, and well, I mean, because the sad thing them. is, I mean, so one, I, I, I talked to Marcus about this before, but, but Val, no one was expecting this bill to come back to fruition. Yeah. Because like literally, it was July twenty seventh. It was it was, it was late at night, and I get an email, um, Bill Back Better is back on. I'm like, what the hell do you mean, Bill Back Better is back on? And Chuck Schumer and Joe Manchin came to an agreement. Cut that deal. Cut that deal. But but Val, this is this is this is the cutthroat thing that, that Schumer did. So they got this the uh, the semiconductor bill passed. Right. And then they made the announcement. That's about awesome. the reconciliation bill. Because you, you ain't getting both of them. You get one of no, them. No, you're not. So like literally, Schumer fucked McConnell. And I'm really? sitting there and I was like, oh, no Vaseline, no Vaseline. Yes. It was literally a, like, no kisses. Plug. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God, this is brilliant. Y'all need to do this every time. The fact that no one knew that the behind the scenes, you know, that was going on, nobody knew. Nobody knew. Nobody talked. And all of a sudden, they're like, yep, we're doing this. And he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's coming to the floor next week. And I was like, oh, my God. Was it like I mean, and then, you know, the chips bills, it passed. And then it passed the House and it was signed into law. And I was like, well, Chuck Schumer needs to do this again. Right. <laughs> and so then from that moment on, okay, Marcus mentioned the veterans bill, the pact bill. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this is how stupid the Republicans are. So they had already voted on the bill. And, you know, and it was a large margin. It was bipartisan. Right. So they got mad. And they said, well, we're not going to vote in the bill because y'all are going to go to reconciliation. And they thought that they had, you know, Manchin and Cinema in the bag. But Cinema, Senator Cinema, she hadn't um, reached an agreement on the bill. And they were like, well, she's the holdout. We're just going to keep talking to her. Well, she was like, okay, I'm going to vote for the bill if you take out this tax provision. And it made them even madder. 
And mm-hmm. I was just like, why would y'all not vote for a bill to help veterans? Why? And then John Stewart was in D.C., camped out at the Capitol. Yeah, that was awesome. And, you know, he was at the press conference. He he dropped some F-bombs. Yeah, he did. Good for him. That was a great fucking He he did. And I was like, that's right. Tell it like it is. I mean, you know, he went on Fox and he called them on their BS and he told the truth. He said the Republicans care nothing about veterans. They do not care about law enforcement. They do not care about first responders. They don't care about anything. They are afraid of the browning of America. They, they are. are. They are afraid Absolutely. of the brown. They want to keep power. You know, they want to ban books. <clears throat> they want to take your way away your right to have an abortion, a legal abortion. It's like you know, they're, they're, you know, it's like okay, really. So I mean, yeah, I, I find it very funny, and I'm I'm more hopeful. On the midterm elections now, I am. Uh-huh. I'm more hopeful now. So, um, Crystal, I heard again. I, I've talked about this many times. I'm not like mm-hmm. super duper political, but like, mm-hmm. um, I heard. So, what the in the primary on Tuesday in Kansas that there mm-hmm. like a lot of a lot of people came out to to vote against that. Um, what was it that about the the abortion bill to to vote no to the abortion bill and that was sort of a little bit of like a referendum on that that issue and they right and they were saying that that it could be like the the measuring stick for like what's to come in november that you know the democrats you're you're invigorating the democrats that like you're having the independents probably come out and like probably even um some of the republicans being like no this is stupid um yes do you feel like that's going to be like kind of like a little bit nationwide? Yeah, because privately I have talked to folks that do a lot of polling and uh-huh. who work with a lot of members of Congress on their races. Yep. Um, a lot of them have basically started going for the juggler in these individual congressional races. They are going negative early because they have to. Yeah. And um, the wedge issue is Roe v. Wade. It is. It's straight up. Um, I think, you know, the whole thing with um, the Supreme Court, it was funny. Later on, after we found out the um, Chief Justice Roberts was he was lobbying his Republican colleagues. Yeah. Uh And he was trying to split the baby. But but I truly believed that it was either Alito, Justice Alito or it was even Justice Thomas or his crazy wife leaked crazy that, that majority opinion. I think that I think they deliberately did it. It was miscalculated, but I honestly believe that the overturning of Roe v. Wade is going to bring out a lot of people. And then on top of that, I'm like, let's be honest. So you, you're going to get reconciliation done. You're going to get climate change done. The killing of the second person that Orchestrated 9-11 died. Yes. Well, the main person. You know what? The thing is, the weird thing is, is that like, I feel like that was like, just like a bookmark. Like, no, I I felt like that should have been a bigger thing. And it was just like, you know, I listen to, uh, whenever I drive, I always listen to WCOP. And Mm -hmm. like, and they were just, you know, I, that's how I found out about it. But like, if I, 
you know, anything on my like news feed or any new, like, I feel like that barely even made a mark. Like it was barely in the news that this, this person who was integral in orchestrating nine 11, right? right? Like he was, he was, a, he was killed and yeah. like, no, it it's, it's, it's a, it's this similar to, if not the same as killing Osama bin Laden. Right. But like, and, well, he was actually the real orchestrator. He's the plan the guy who right, planned, he planned it. Right. Now, but like, but nobody really, I feel like it was like a blip in the news and then it was mm-hmm. gone. Well, now, because, um, because it, it's, it's the, the media, unfortunately have done the whole both sides shit. They don't want to give the president a break on anything. You know, right. they, you know, like CNN. Biden is like CNN Sleepy again. Joe. Like yeah. Biden and is he's Sleepy not. Joe and he's horrible yeah. and he's like incompetent and like right. that's and he's how not. they painted him. And maybe they've made a concerted effort to go after him. Yes. And right. they're doing it because, you know, some like CNN has actually hired former Republican communication directors and they're doing both sides. And they're ganging up on Biden and they're doing it deliberately. And like they're, you know, they're trying to be the center. They're trying to be the center. They they are. And it's just like, no, you got to pick a side. But do you know? You know this, I mean, this, isn't picking a side what's got us where we are? Shouldn't there be a center? There should be. I mean, you know, our country is moderate. We're not, we're not to the far right. We're not to the far left, like people think. This country is very, very moderate. And they want stability. And the thing is, you know, it doesn't help when the media won't report the facts about what this administration has done and and particularly what this Congress has done. Right. You know, I mean, they, they've done they a lot keep, of good shit. Look at the they, they have we got infrastructure. Look at the job got, rate. The job rate that just they fucking yep. just released. Well, every, I mean, no one was expecting it to be that big. It was twice I mean, the size. Even, yeah. Right. Um, what's that? But like nobody name? wants to hear it. Like nobody wants to hear it because nope. it because it fucks with their narrative, right? Exactly. Like on both and, and, sides. And on that's both exactly sides, what, the progressives, that's exactly it. the progressives right. and like and the Republicans. Like right. the, the that far left who is like, fuck Biden, he sucks, right. like he doesn't represent us. Right. Politics. What's up, Frank? You, would you mind if I interject with politics? Yeah, yeah. No, ahead. no, Frank, no, Frank, you're here to talk as well. So feel free to give yes. your opinion. First of all, we have to try to figure out, understand, or try to understand, is there an American playbook of foreign policy and domestic policy? You start from the ground, and then we'll work our way up. What is the um, Wait a minute, I don't... Um... I'm a little confused by that statement. We do have foreign policy. We do have domestic policy. But I'm not understanding your thought. Is there a playbook? And if you look at previous, you know, administrations, you know, are you asking if there is a playbook? Is there a playbook? I'm asking you guys. Crystal, he's asking, is there a playbook? Yeah, it is. There is a playbook. There's always been a playbook. Let's talk about the playbook. Tell us about the playbook, Crystal. The farm. Uh, no, this is his question. Go talk talk no. about the playbook because I'm kind of curious. Playbook, and then we can have a discussion about other things. Because I don't know. To me, there's there's similarities between different administrations, whether it's 
Democratic or Republican. In what way? In so many different ways. Well, can you be a little bit more specific? Well, in the way we get engaged in foreign conflicts and things overseas and the way we deal with things domestically. Don't you think there's a playbook? And again, there is a playbook when it comes to domestic policy and foreign policy. And with regards to foreign policy, each administration does have some things that are different, but some are likely the same because it's been inherited by the previous administration. That's what I'm saying. So why should we be surprised when, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what we're expecting. You know, I'm, I'm just being from like, you know, I, 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 you know, sometimes I look at things from a, an outside observer looking at us and looking at what we're doing. Sometimes you gotta do that. Just take, uh, take away everything that you feel about this or that or whatever. And just look at it from a very neutral point of view. The problem we're having is that we're 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 we we're sucked into sides, right? Different corners. That we're not able to see things from the outside. Just looking at us and what we're doing. Well, like you said, people that's, have had had to choose sides, and that's what it makes me. It's not looking at sides. It's trying to do the right thing. For, for 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 humanity for us but the right thing doesn't make money that's the problem huh? the, the right thing doesn't make money for them and the right thing i mean we've that. gone beyond i mean okay the paradigm has shifted that right. shifted back in 2000, um 2016 politics Shit. are not the same anymore i would They're say totally 2000, i would say 2000 2010 yeah well yeah i go with the hanging chat that's what i right. go back to yes i agree I mean, I mean, our politics have changed. It's never going to be the same again. And, you know, it, I mean, it all stems from a certain percentage of this population when we had the first black president. That's a major shit. That's a major reason why. It's and that's that's a major reason why we are where we are right now, because right. we had a president for eight years who looked like me. And a lot of white Americans did not like it. Fucking hate it. Fucking hated it. And I mean, it even and even a lot of black Americans didn't agree with him on a lot of things. I didn't, but I voted for him twice because, you know, he. And mentioned that you were also a Republican at that time. Yeah. I mean, I voted for him because I'm like, well, what was the other choice for me? Okay. So, but like, let's be honest. <clears throat> Let me tell you something, you know. For the things that I've been doing. Nobody in the beginning, everybody was skeptical. And I was, because of, we have, I have a biracial family. Nobody seemed to like re embrace in the beginning what I was doing, what we we're doing. And to be honest with you, the Six Feet of Party is something I'd been doing way before. The same thing. But it was only appreciated during this, these times. That's when it really came out to the forefront because of the fact that this is what I, that's what I committed. That's what we committed ourselves to do as a family to be able to 
express ourselves and to be able to help the community see something different from or feel something you know we all travel everyone's got a different experiences you know and not to be able to have that in your community why do you why why the hell did you travel in the first place i mean i like vacations yeah i like vacations too but you come back with something with a memory People like maybe you, me, Crystal, and Val would, but some people that like, I might be from the beach, but let me tell you something: it's Trump country down here, and half these assholes have been around, and they still are in their little pockets. And when people don't leave their vacuums or their pockets, you know, like I've lived in the South, I've lived up and down the East Coast, like mm-hmm. I've lived in truly red places and truly blue places. You know, living in Louisiana, Crystal, you can attend to this. There's yeah. New Orleans and then there's Shreveport. <laughs> Two different worlds. Yeah. You know, it's like so when people don't leave that pocket and me being white, I you know, I, I have white privilege. So I'm around a lot of white people and they feel a little bit freer to say the N-word and shit around me. And I'm like, nah, no, that shit doesn't fly with me. Like, no. But when you're surrounded by people who can to say these things or who hate Obama just because he is a brown person. You know, and, and then they do watch Fox, so they are still in that vacuum. And, you know, there's a lot of people I've stopped hanging out with just because of that pure fact, because they're stuck in that vacuum where I left my small village, moved on to the big world, traveled the world, done what I've done. You know, I have a bigger perspective of the world than they do. And if you don't leave that fucking village, you're never going to have the point of view of three of you in this room with me who are brown. Okay, you know but- what I mean? But let me say, let me tell you this. So, that that's not only about just white people feeling that that way. There's okay. also black people doing that. There's well, I can't speak people. on that. That one I can't speak on. No, well, I'm telling you, I live in. Okay. Well, I live around them too. I mean, and, and I, you know, I mean, even in my own family, I mean, you know, they didn't like Obama. I mean, I I fully get yeah. that. But the thing is. It's just like, you know, it uh, for me, it's like living here in America, you know, as a black woman for over 50 years and had to endure, endure segregation, busting, you know, and, and being the only one in the room, you just get tired of it. I mean, you know, it's not a question of, you know, always looking at the other side or whatever. It's your day in, day out experiences that affect you. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not here to teach Caucasians about my race and my history. That's not my job. It's not. And Crystal, you said something. Hold on, Crystal, you said something to me when we were doing our first time interviews, Mm -hmm. and you were talking about working in the Senate or one of the things or the governor, and they wanted you to talk to the people because you were the black hammer. Yeah, they wanted me because I always had to talk to black people because I was black, and I was. And it pissed me off. I mean, and the same thing is like, oh, well, you have to do women's issues because you're a woman. Why? But because wait, I'm a woman? No. That's the problem right there. Because that's the problem right there. Because, you you know, when people just like kind of like pigeonhole you. Right. You see? And that's exactly Yeah, That's exactly I've, it. I've never and I will never tolerate being pigeonholed because I'm a human being and I do have creativity. I do have ideas. You cannot pigeonhole people into things that may not even like 
embellish them or, or enrich them. You understand that? Right, right. The whole idea oh. of what we are all doing is to try to enrich people's lives, make life better. You're right. You can, right. but unfortunately, you I know? hate to tell you this, there are a majority of people in this country who don't see beyond a person's skin color. They don't. Right. And they don't. They judge you by which, how you look. I mean, even today, I'm vice president at, a, at a, a boutique firm. And I have to tell you, the men that I work with, clients, and even internally, they see me as a woman. But if, if, if one of my male colleagues is in a meeting with me, they defer to him. Ooh, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> and I, I'm like, and I don't take that. Okay. And I'm like, and I'm not going to take it because... You know, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, there are people that are just like that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm here to tell you, I'm not taking that BS because I'm at the table. If you don't like it, get, walk away from the table. Right. You know, what I try to, not to do, and I, I'm very conscious of this, is not to try to take things personal. I well, see, how can you not? No. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. How can you not? Can I I'm not. I'm not the whole turning the other cheek. I'm not. No. May I finish though? Go ahead. Go ahead. Good thing. Not take things personally, but you know what? The the the, the given fact is, America. We, America is a fast-paced society. Nobody has the time to figure you out. We don't know who the fuck we are. Right there, and also, you know, I don't want to want want to always like separate things into like a man's movement, woman's movement. I was an ANC commissioner in Mount Pleasant. I was a chair of the ANC, and I would go to public buildings, and black folks who looked like me would just scream me down three or four times and let other people pass by that were white. And I was a commissioner. So what I'm trying to tell you is the conditioning is the problem. People are conditioned to think, our black, black folks don't even think other black folks can do anything. Now I can say that's a, I can say that's a DC thing. Oh, let me finish. Well, you, go ahead. You get that from white folks. I agree. And then you get, get that from Latinos. They say, eh, yeah. Ya viene este, este moreno. Ya viene este moreno. ¿Qué pasó? And then when I speak Spanish, it blows your mind. You know, let's, I, I don't, you know, when I do these kind of things, I'll tell you straight up exactly what it is. Let's not go into vibing things up and just trying to make a show to be nice and just to, I'm, I'm not into spicing things up. I'm just trying to tell you exactly what I experienced. Being honest. Period. And I sleep well at night. Well, you know, that's good for you, but yeah. my experiences are different. Because let's be perfectly honest, I was born here and you were not. No, I was not. It doesn't make a difference. Yes, it does make a difference. Why? Because you know, you've experienced different things 
living in Nigeria, I have experienced different things living here in America. And there, and it's different. It's different cultures. It just is. I'll take that. I mean, because the thing is, because the one thing that people just don't understand, it's like, it's not a question of conditioning. It's a question of if people are going to be able to free their mind and to think for themselves, I mean, and, and, and be able to like, look and see what they want to do with their lives. And then if they're not hurting anybody, that's fine. But at the end of the day, this country was built on racism. It, I mean, and it's still racist and nothing is going to change that. It's not. True. Right. And everybody always seems to think that the Generation Z is going to change things. Well, I'm not going to see it in my lifetime. No. But the thing still, is, it's like things are still the same. They still got racism like that. For a reason. Yes. Right. And like, so to what he was saying, I think to your point, Crystal, like, I feel like you, when you said there are some black folk who still like Obama was in the presidency and they were still like, nope, he's like, nope, nope, he's not doing a good job or nope, he's, he's not a, you know, he's too white or like, or yep. whatever, for whatever reason. Yep. Right. There were people who still were going to criticize him. And so no matter what you do, I feel like um, there's always, it, it's, it's, for some people, it's it's just not ever going to be enough, right? No, and so right. they're they're still going to find something else that, like, for whatever reason, it's it isn't you know it isn't right for them, or or they feel like they're going to criticize and uh, um, I don't know. I just when, it's, when it's, Obama it's was, frustrating. Sorry, if you don't mind me saying this, but when 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 Obama was running the first time, you know what people were saying amongst mostly black folks around us. They were saying they're gonna kill him. Yes. Oh no, I heard I heard I heard that too from my black friend. Yeah, yeah. No, I felt that. Like I was like and I actually, when he and was I actually like, did I did think that myself. So yes. Yeah, I did. Like when he was elected, I was like, oh God. He's gonna die. He's gonna die. Someone's yeah. gonna try and you know, right? I mean, like Yeah. So what's the bigger surprise? That we had a black president or no crazy white dude try to shoot him? Mm. Well, <laughs> so I don't know if I ever told you. I mean, about I think that's story. like, 50, 50, 50. like so when he yeah. was no comment. <laughs> when uh, right. So when um, when Obama was elected, I was I remember I was at this. I don't. It's not even there anymore. Dar I don't think Darlington House is there anymore on uh, Connecticut Avenue. So I was there. We were watching the returns and everything. My friend Amy and I. My friend, uh, she's she was a white woman. And uh, we're watching the returns, and I kept, I, I kept being like, "There's no way, there's no mm -hmm. way he's going to win. There's no way, there's no way that this this uh, this country is is advanced enough and prepared enough for a black man to be president. There's no way." And like as they were coming in, I kept, you know, I was like, "What? No, he's going. What is he going to win?" And I remember I was sitting at the bar with my friend, my my white friend Amy, and I. Then then there were these other people who were right next to me. It was um, these two white girls, and then these three um, brown men. That two were one was Indian, and then the other two were of African descent. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure, but um, so the three it was it was this feeling of. Um, 
you know, when it finally, when they finally announced, they were like, they were projecting he was going to be, he was going to win. And the, then the four of us, it was like the four of us looked at each other and it was unspoken, but it was like, we all four of us was like, I started crying. They started crying. And we were, and it was like, they, the fact that there was somebody who was even remotely looking like me, you know, who had, no, who was who was of a pigment that was not white, that was not of pale skin, that he was now voted to be the president of the United States. I was like, there is a chance, there is a hope that, like, uh. at some point, like, if I were to have children, you know, that my child could possibly be president of the United States. And it was such a poignant. Uh, moment for for the four of us and like and it was unspoken I didn't know these bitches like I didn't know these guys and like <laughs> and you know I didn't know them at all and like I got a bottle of champagne we poured champagne and we poured glasses and I was like and we hugged each other we were crying and like, you know and these like work girls who were with us they were like you know excited also but it was like they couldn't comprehend yeah. they couldn't feel what we were feeling because it was like for once in my lifetime i felt like there was hope you know for, you there know, was hope for our country and then like it all just went down the shitter what the fuck happened 2016 like, joe biden what? didn't run <laughs> like what you know, happened because his son died he just didn't have it in him. Listen, he listen couldn't he couldn't I know, I knew Bo personally. Mm -hmm. He would have wanted nothing but for his father to fucking run. Oh yeah, I know he was upset and he and he was father. But listen, there would be no greater gift he could have gave to his fucking son than that, and he would have won in a landslide. It would have been easy, but instead he parlayed it to when he got fucking dementia and fucking you know it's just like. Ow. Here's the thing, though, he doesn't have dementia. I know he doesn't. Like, no. but like people, people. Want to? He's not. They I mean, want to play into this like notion that he's like this, this pathetic old man who doesn't he's not, know he's what he's not. doing he's and like Sleepy Joe and like you yeah. know, dude, he's been like this all his life. He stumbles on his words. He had. Yeah. He has, yeah, but more so now. Like, like, sure, he is fucking seventy nine years old. Like I, I am fifty, and I, I met him when I was eight years words. old. Yes, you're right, and I stumbled to at thirty three. <laughs> But me knowing Joe since I was eight, watching him and growing up with his kids, like I wish he got it in '88. I wish he got it in fucking '96. I wish he got it all these fucking times because he was always that guy. But his opportune time was 2016. That yeah. is when he should have ran. We would have never had Trump. We would have never no. had the fucking extra three fucking Supreme Court people. We should have never had any of that bullshit. I'm sorry, your feelings are fucked and you're upset. Your son died. Great. I'm not telling you to get over it, but I am right. saying the best gift you could give to your son right now is the fucking stopping the Trump train, and you had the chance to stop it, and you didn't. And then you came back four years later, which is four years too late. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All I'm saying. And then now this could be the finish in his eight-year ter eight term, and we'd be rolling into fucking Newsom for fucking, or Harris, or somebody, or whatever the fuck. But we wouldn't be fighting this, but like, all right, who's going to run this time? Who's yeah. going to take on fucking DeSantos or Trump? Like, who's going to do it? Instead, Newsome. we would be we would be guiding. Somebody through. better needs to do it. Like it's gonna be Newsom. It's gonna be Newsom. It's gonna be Newsom. It's gonna be Gavin Newsom. Newsom. Yeah. Newsom's already started. He's already fucking talking shit to Abbott and the fucking yeah. Santos. He is 
He's already taking his gloves off. He's putting yeah, his dick yes. in the mashed potatoes. So he's you dead. don't think like Buttigieg? No, you don't think he's, he's still he's he's and he's, he's young. green. You think he's, he's young? Green? He he would be a great. He would. Yeah, but he'd be think... great. He'd be great vice. But right, I'm saying, yeah. but here's the thing: Do the Democrats go back to two white men? Yeah. Or does it always have to be mixed? I think. I mean, where's Harris? I think who, who, the, the, whoever can win, it's all about the electoral college. Sorry, now, right. I, I can see Buttigieg and Newsom running together. Yeah, I could totally see that because because he moved to I, Michigan. Who Buttigieg? Yeah. Oh, sweet. But you and I both love Buttigieg. We love the guy. You guys still have going on at some point? Do what? Yeah, some music happening at some point. <laughs> I mean, we're not a music show. We are going to be playing some more of your show music, and we're also going to be playing some more TikToks going yeah, through. That's fine. That's fine. But yeah. see, like I said, I, we love having different people on, but we also have to talk, since we are DC-based, we I, still yeah. also have to. I get it. You know. No, I know. And you know what? And I like and your like, opinion. And, and, yeah, and, like, and to what Marcus was saying before, like we really aren't able to have a lot of music playing during our show because we get shut down. If we they just do. stop our live feed real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'd be playing I'd be playing music all the time. Like I'm gonna so play we've, some we've actually had we've actually had musicians and we played their music on the show and we got shut down because of their they algorithm. didn't tell their they uh, didn't tell their yeah. fucking people that we were playing oh. the fucking show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like the music that starts this show is a really close friend of mine of like 10, 15 years, and we she gave us music. permission. She gave us permission to use her. <laughs> Her music. Like she hand delivered me the fucking thing, <laughs> and we can't use it. So well, it's funny because I'm getting ready to do a podcast with her. So I'm like, you need to make sure all your music is fucking cleared with Dogface Studio, so yeah. I can play everything that you have because she has a great catalog. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's so tricky. It's un it's un it's unfortunate, but like uh, you know, we I mean we we've learned the hard way because we've gotten like shut down in the middle times. of a show. Is that right? <laughs> We yeah. love for having like a, a bunch of people watching and like people on YouTube would be like, uh, I think you lost your Facebook feed. <laughs> Facebook shows you now. It's like, fuck. Okay. So we'll come back to the last word of the politics, but we're going to play a couple of uh, songs. Now, I do have that one song you asked me to get the I IP, what is it? IPHE. So I have that. So we'll play a few. There's also one more from me. It's called I Know. If you can. Right. If if you can put that in, if you can, it's okay. I will. Let me play this, and I'll look for I know. I know. You I said I sent it to you, Franco. You, you might have. You might have. Let me just look. God damn it! All right, let's play. You want to set us up for this show? This song? Yeah. Huh? Tell, tell us what the song is about. The one, the first one, the I P H E. Yes, sir. Okay, this is my daughter Sophia, who you saw in that first video. She was uh -huh. a baby. Like a little kid, like, I don't know, four or five years old, six. The beautiful Afro. She's cute as shit. Yeah. And so now, and then, you know, we were doing things together. You know, I have I, I always had a studio wherever I lived, so I, the studio was our playground. You know, because there, there weren't any other places besides doing the outdoor shows where, our, you know, our kids could experience live music right live music 
And so I used to take him to, I used to play over at Cafe Nima on U Street. Oh, yeah. Marcus oh, loves yeah. that place. Remember that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Now we're going back to old school. I used to play, you know, like uh, State of the Union. Mm. Uh-huh. State of the Union, the, 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 what's, what's the other, that club? Um, oh, man, the, the Insect Club, all those things. But like. All the clubs aren't there anymore. Yeah, Cafe Nemo was the place where I would take my kids. I knew the owners, and I would take my son in the to the back, you know, and like, you know, sneak him in. I mean, why not? What else? What else would you? All right, so let's play this song, and uh, we'll come back on the flip. Okay, we'll talk. Oh, this is a different. One. Okay, this is not that, though, but this is. Uh, uh, this is what came up for that. What do you want me? To... Sorry, just go All ahead. Right. No, I got I no I got I I can play I know I got I know up right now. Okay, you got it. Okay. We can play I know. Don't remind me of this tragedy. I've seen those images on my TV. I know, 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 oh. See, I can fuck with this. I know, 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 I know. It's not my stuff line here. But I'm too preoccupied, too much on my mind. But you say you weren't here when it started. You're not the one to blame But I say we've got to play our part for them I know, 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 Never forget what I saw tonight. I'll never forget what I saw tonight. 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 Good night. Sleep well. I love that. I can. Fuck I love that it. song. <laughs> that was good. So you you finished up on Jimi Hendrix. Are you a fan of Band of Gypsies? I'm a fan of a whole lot of musicians. No, no, Band of Gypsies is Jimi Hendrix with the band. Oh yeah, big time. Oh, so sad. It was only one album, thirty sec, thirty minutes. I, you know, I um, during the pandemic, I, 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 I you know, I used to project on on a wall. Movies and music from like you know Woodstock and all these old time like stuff you know that we all we all know but it was like th that music was really beautiful for this for that time because it's like when people you know these songs came kind of lived for me. Oh yeah, I can see that. 
You've been huh? see, you, I can see that. Yeah. You've been they really, them. They actually lived. Yeah. Time, so. So I got, a, I got a question. What is that big-ass poster of you in the back? That was a gift from some from Hakeem and Christopher. A couple from you know in the in the uh, the neighborhood that they were inspired by the Six Feet of Party Porsche concerts, and they 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 you know decided to. Chris, he's a, he's into like theater. I think he's, uh, he does production stuff for the Mosaic Theater in um, D.C. And he yeah. said he, he wanted to take a picture. He had an idea. I didn't know what that idea was. He wanted to take a picture of me. So I said, well, in the back, you know, against the wall. I said, okay, cool. And then he came up with this thing and gave it to me. And I was like, wow, this is wonderful, you know. I'm not the kind of person that puts his picture in front of his house. I would. No, I would. I put my face on. <laughs> if I could make wallpaper with my face, I would. It yeah, is, you would. Yeah, it's not my stuff, but like, you know, it was it was a gift, and it was a really well thought out gift that, I, I, and also I look good. I, <laughs> I was going to say you got to feel good about it because you look good in the picture. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, you got to say <laughs> good picture, good. right? I mean, you got to fucking flaunt that shit. I was, I was like, this, this stuff is. I like this. <laughs> right there. So at every show that I do, I put that up, and um, you know, it's such a great gift. I'm very appreciative to Hakeem. Yeah, it's dope. It's pretty dope. Well, for, for, for this gift, and you know, gifts have come in all kinds of different ways. And so now we got the Mount Pleasant whiskey. Yeah, that's pretty dope too. Let me bring that picture back up. So now, where can where can one get this Mount Pleasant whiskey from? You know, the thing about it, these guys are amazing, man. You know, it's like neighbors. Who did this whiskey with you? I didn't. It's not as good. Look, it's got nothing to do with me personally. Okay, they just use your image. They just use my. So image. now, so who who distills it? Who makes this? Okay, it's 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 dedicated to the six feet of party front porch concert. This particular bottle, and what this it's called reboot.com, r e b o o t, dot com, and it's uh-huh. uh, John Launer and. Um, Guy's name. Okay, I'll, I remember it in the film. Hughes. <laughs> Troy Hughes, sorry. His name is Troy Hughes. So these are partners that, like, are friends, you know, that just decided to do this thing as uh-huh. a, fun. You know, for them, it was fun. But, like, I like, I like the idea of memory, you know, putting things into memory. Um, or, or historically documenting things, mm-hmm. uh, um, and so that what they did is they they told they told a story around this, and they you know they just said like well, we want to do Killbone Place, and you've been doing these things all these years and stuff, and they wanted to like you know celebrate it. Well, that's what's up, man. That's good as shit. That's like yeah, it. yeah. That's that, it's as deep as it gets to me. To me, it's more worthy than maybe having a Grammy or an Oscar or whatever, anything, because this comes deep from the community. 
and a lot of us, we all experience something together. That's what makes us different. We all experience something together every, it was almost every day or every other day, we all kept coming together and coming together and coming together. And we'll listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> was right, that was funny. It was like perfect timing type shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Spontaneous combustion. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. are, the, are, are these the Margaret, What's that? Are these the guys? Yes. Nice. That is John and Troy. Oof. Nice. You know, with uh, Reboot.com. Check them out. You so, are, are you able to buy them in a store, or do I have to order you can, it on? Urban liquor store. You can buy it at any establishment that sells liquor in Mount Pleasant, especially in Mount Pleasant. Yeah, and but they're they're you know working into getting into like you know mass distribution or whatever. I don't uh -huh. know. I don't know that business. I'm not a businessman that way. I'm more on the creative side. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So they, you know, that's what they're doing, and. Um, I, I believe I had meant to get a bottle, but I just didn't have time because I had to work. You I, should I get a, a bottle. You would not be disappointed. Yeah, we'll buy a, bo we'll buy a bottle. We'll buy a bottle for next week. Maybe we'll bring it's, you on for like five. Maybe we'll bring you on next week for like five minutes and talk. There about you go. Like great music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's play a TikTok. Uh... All right, guys. I think I'm going to sign out. I'm going to get up early in the morning. All right, okay, my friend. Thank, thank you, you very so much. much for coming on. Appreciate you. I hope you can come on again. This is awesome. Thank you guys for having me. And Maybe we'll come. We'll come to Saturday. Uh, you guys come to the six feeter party. I, yes, I we'll come. Is it every Saturday? When? When's the next one? Okay, I'm, I'm going to tell you a few things real quick. You uh, I just did a show this Saturday, so it's every other Saturday for the open stage. Every other Saturday, so it's like. Um, Next Saturday, not this Saturday, for the open stage. But every Saturday is a children's hour with rotating different children's performers. Every Saturday at 10.30. Now, what time does it normally start? 10.30 for the, ch for the children. For the children. Children's show every Saturday at 10.30 on our front porch on 17th and Kilbourne Place on Pleasant. Yeah. We are Perfect. definitely going to come. Saturday at 10.30. I'll repeat that. I'll keep repeating. <laughs> do, do you so have Frank, that whis Will the whiskey be there at 1030? Oh, <laughs> at 1030 on our front. <laughs> so, Frank, <laughs> you, had you had mentioned to me before that uh, um, Purple Patch, uh, Patrice at Purple Patch, that they, that they provide breakfast okay. for you all. That's the other. That's how I was getting to that. And, you know, since not even through the pandemic, but like before the pandemic, when I would do shows, I would do shows at Le Bon Park every now and then, and Patrice would offer to provide food. You know. Free of charge, right? Huh? Free, free of, of charge. For free. Yeah. For free. But when I started doing the uh, six-seater party, she came up to me and said, Frank, would you mind if I would you mind if I gave you guys food food for breakfast breakfast? I was like, wow. I didn't see that coming. And so I didn't see, uh, like uh, up to now, I don't see, a, <laughs> I didn't see a lot of these things that are coming, that are coming. Because, you know, she often said like, I was like, what, really? She says, yeah. 
And since then, it's been gone on three years. She's been providing oranges, waffles, pancakes every Saturday. That's well, amazing. Good for her. Patrice is awesome. Good for her, good for the neighborhood. Yep. Good for everybody. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so, and when he, when that, that, that sense of heart and that sense of, you know, um, you know, dedication to a commitment to the neighborhood, mm -hmm. I appreciate, I appreciate those things. Yeah. I yeah. really do. My family does. Because we're all trying to do the same thing. Hades, same thing. Many years of just like when my kids were young, I'd say, hey, that's it. Can we, can we play some music here? It was just like, oh, well, we did things and it evolves. And every once in a while, I go you know, do a show over at Hades. She's been very, very supportive. March so Hades, like how long have they been there? Forever. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Much longer than a whole lot of the other, much, much longer than Purple Patch. Right, uh, right, right. Well, Purple Patch used to be tonic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, well, it's Purple Patch now. Thank God for that. It is. Yeah, yeah. So so Patrice used to work at Purple It used to be when it was tonic, Patrice was at tonic. And then she bought out the owners. Yeah. That, and then she switched it over to Purple Patch. Yeah, and she's done a very wonderful job. It's like, you know, the neighborhood is, this neighborhood has become a place that I never imagined would happen in my lifetime. Welcome to D.C. Period. So I will say, real Period. fast. Stop. <laughs> Frank, we have a new food podcast, and she's interviewed a couple of people from Purple Patch, and a couple of people from Purple Patch, including Dylan, will be on that podcast yeah he's gonna be on a he's gonna be on that show and then sarah and hopefully dylan will also be on our show the dylan's an old friend of ours so yeah we go way back with dylan very nice yeah yeah, yeah. dylan's cool cool guy i like, like he's that. been on the show he's been on the show a bunch of times yeah you should you should you should, you should, you should come see him play at the, uh, the front porch on the front porch he's a good musician good human being never never seen him play but i, I yeah i've never seen play? Him play either that's that's your problem right there why is that my problem? It's our problem no. that we've never seen Dylan play. Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll give you that. That's fine. That's fair. It's a problem. And and so, like, the other thing I wanted to mention was, like, um, this six-minute party has spiraled into other things. So I started collaborating. Look, there's Hades right there. Yeah, with Mom Pleasant musician, uh, Mom Pleasant uh, uh, visual artist. And so we've been doing these shows on park road every now and then but if, if you go on my instagram page or my facebook page you'll see all that visual artists live music the collaboration between the two i've also you know and i've also done all these different uh, collaborations like i told you with different other musicians check out the sound of silence check out could be you check out running which was our workout songs during the, <laughs> it was, it's called running. It's called the freeze dance. Okay. Marcus, running. you might like that while you're running. I will. On your mark, get set, freeze. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
Not a very productive run. Frank, thank you very thank much you for coming so on. We appreciate you. Yes, yeah. thank oh. you so much. We'll have you come on again and maybe we'll drink some of that whiskey. Okay. Maybe. Def- what do you mean, maybe? Def- Definitely we'll drink some That's of that whiskey. All, All right, Frank, talk to you soon, buddy. I appreciate you. Thank you. Be healthy. Be well. Cool. Peace. Thank you, buddy. Play some TikToks, Marcus. (laughs) Don't you fucking yell at me. (laughs) Don't you laugh, Crystal. (laughs) Oh, God. Yo, can I tell you something while we're waiting for these TikToks? Yeah. Black cherry was rose it good? is garbage. Really? Uh, I, that's oh, why I didn't grab it. Oh my god. <laughs> it tastes like butt shit. Like <laughs> butt shit. Is that butt thing? shit? Okay. I, I smelt this. Oh my god, it smells so bad. It smells like perm. <laughs> you know what you need to add to it? Crystal, you will know 80s perm. That's what it's like. Oh, ew. Oh, that bad. Swift, Yo, have you, Swift, have Drew you met Swift, Crystal? You wanna, Crystal, you want to come on the show for the last fifteen <laughs> minutes of the show? So, Crystal, Drew is a friend of ours who was in, uh, who is a Marine. Okay, uh, former Marine, or always a Marine. I don't know. Always a Marine. He always yells at me. He always yells at me because I always fuck it up. But he also teaches uh, gun safety or shooting guns. Type yes, shit. we're supposed to. We've we, for the past year and a half, we've been talking about coming on and um uh, or. Having him give it, what do you call it? Train us on, mm-hmm. on the shooting. So he's always he always likes to come in at the end of the show where we're kind of because he's like a firecracker. <laughs> but you know why? Because he works until like midnight. He like closes uh, the bar go, down. And are then... we supposed to go see him? Are we supposed we to are. go see him? We are. We are. <laughs> we are. Uh, we drive. Drew, I sent you a we, link. we drive by. We drive by um, Midlands. Whenever we go see um, Jamie, Jamie at, at um, Looking Glass, everybody's like, "Oh, Drew." Drew, I sent you a link if you want to come on. Come on the show, Drew. So don't can I- don't drink this perm tasting uh, butt oh, shit. Okay, yeah, all right, I won't. <laughs> I won't. You know won't. exactly what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I perm. do. Yes, I do. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's, Uh-oh. A, that's a distinctive Uh-oh. smell. Can I just say something to you two ladies? Yes, that was the way to handle someone. Who is self-absorbed at times? Um, you are the host. No, I'm not. I'm going to keep eating. We'll, t- we'll talk about it in the after party. Yeah, Drew Swift, <laughs> where are you? He's having a crystal issue. Oh yeah. Oh, Whoa. Whoa. Hey, you got a haircut, old man. A little bit. So Drew, me, Crystal, Crystal, me, Drew. Crystal hey, is. Crystal. Hi, Drew. Crystal is the doing a government podcast with me. Oh nice. Crystal, give them the elevator pitch. Oh, long story short, I'm I'm tired of people being ignorant about how our government works. And so since I worked in politics, um, I decided you know, to reach to Marcus and do topless government. It's a cross between schoolhouse rock and civics for the masses, but making it fun and relatable to people. Just you know, because you know how politicians bullshit you. And they say all this jargon and stuff, and you're like, "What the hell are they talking about?" She knows. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Talking about some reconciliation tonight—that was fun, actually. 
just to see the other your guests like eyes roll. Right? He didn't know what <laughs> he was like. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. You just told me not to talk shit. <laughs> What's that? Listen, I'm just gonna say this. Respect to Val for understanding that I come in hot at the end of the show because <laughs> I'm working, motherfucker. You give us. I know. I know. You give us juice at the end of the show. Like when and... we're like on the way down. You come in and just pick it right back up. Well, I've and been Boo's dick gets hard every time you come on the show. On the, I've been told <laughs> Listen, to take it down Boo's dick on the gets hard every time you're here. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, Drew, you should start a podcast with Brian, the old drunk man. Dude, could you imagine me and Harrison on a podcast? Yes, I've been trying oh, to get him. I would love it. it for Let's a year. do it. For I talked to him the other day. I talked to him hey, the other day up, about bro? it. Hey, what's up, man? What are you doing hey, man, today? Hey, man. What's up, bro? I took some aspirin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I needed some leave from my back. Dude, nobody <laughs> wants to listen to that. <laughs> I mean, yes, they would. You'd be right, surprised. So oh my was. god, everybody would tune in for that. Are you kidding? Do you know our I, I can't even say this for sure because I'm just suppositioning, but I I believe that our probably our highest viewership was probably when you guys were on the show together. And the best part some is, of our highest viewership. Some of so it. we left to go to the bar and left you and Brian on to keep talking <laughs> for the rest of the night for the next hey, two hours. Oh shit. Did y'all stay this on is... for like an hour and a half? Okay, so wait a minute. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> what did y'all talk about? So uh, oh my god, so no, hold yeah. on though. Crystal, did you ever go to the reef in Adams Morgan? Yes. So so, so Swift and Brian. Brian owned it. Swift was his main man. They ran the sweat, the reef, and we had a reef re re uh, reunion. We had a reunion. So like okay. eight people were on at the same time. Oh wow! I thought it was yeah, really... I love the rooftop. Yeah, it was, it was like not, ten. Exactly. Like ten people. Exactly, Chris. It was a big like getting roof. up there, but once you got up, once you got you there, right. you were set. You yep, were set. You, were set. you didn't go I back agree. down. You didn't go back down. Once no, I did down, not. Go back down. So when we finished the podcast, him and Brian haven't talked in a while, so they just stayed on the feed. You know how we do. We, we all went to a bar and left. <laughs> oh my god! Because you know okay, how we do. So look, after, you know how we do the after party. We just let them talk. Let me circle this back. Okay. I okay. just picked up Sundays at Midlands through football season, so we can do a show there. Is what you're saying? It's outdoors, dude. It's outdoors. It's COVID safe. Come in. We do a big ass show. We bring a bunch of fucking bamas in. I mean, we can make Let's it. A, do we it. Can make, we can make it a monthly thing, like once a uh, month. Dude, let me. I, I'm so Ben Brown from like Asylum, Smoke a Barrel, The Reef, like Meridian Pint, all of those places is now the GM over at uh, Midlands. He'd be down. I'm sure of it. We do it like every last Sunday of the month or some shit like that. Every yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Do like a live end of the night football wrap up. Ooh. Get Boo yelling no, about we the did, no, we did a whole, no, we did a whole show. Right, right. We did, like, we did a whole I show. Hate we did. Oh my no. God. Y'all do Michigan, Michigan games. As long whole, as yes. Dan Snyder right. First that. of all, first of all, Crystal, Saturday games is not a must for us because we are on Sunday. Michigan's on Sunday. No, Michigan's no. on Saturday. What? Saturday. Saturday. Oh, I mean that's what I meant. Michigan's on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, we do yeah, our show yeah, on no. Sunday. That's right, but no. What what Crystal knows? I've been is drinking tequila. Midlands is the Michigan bar in this city. Yeah, because um, I'm look. Oh. I looked y'all up. It's unfortunate y'all way up Georgia Avenue. 
One, don't ever say that. You take just take an Uber. Take an you Uber. Take those you come to right our studio just past Georgia Avenue. <laughs> no, I'm oh, saying. that's different. It's not different. I used to go. I used to go to the hair salon up on Georgia Avenue. See, much See, love to the three thousand block of Georgia <laughs> Avenue, please. And why are you talking shit? Because I don't like to go outside my hood, which is Capitol Hill. Oh, I'm sorry. On. Let's be fair. I've lived in Capitol Hill and I didn't like leaving Capitol Hill when I lived in Capitol Hill. It was like I was on my A Street Island and I went over to fucking uh the fuck is that street called? You know what the problem is? Hell, there's shit. not a damn, there's not a good bar in Capitol. Navy, what was the Navy? Not anymore. Not anymore. On A Street? Uh, okay. The so not this all right. We all know A Street is not the same. A Street used to be. I was part it's of the, the only I was part of the swing. I was part of Look, the swing. Tony T and the Pug is the only respectable place left yep. on a on a. I agree. I worked. I worked the Pug. I worked at the Pug. Maybe Pug. the Muscle Joint. Oh, Granville Mall. I also I ran. Grand, I ran Granville's bitch store. Do I have an A Street card or what? Hold up, you ran fucking Granville. Yeah, bitch. I worked with Teddy for years. I went to fucking Annapolis Dude, with Teddy. Teddy. You is know, my Teddy was Teddy's my right boy. Up. You know Teddy's know one that. of my me- Teddy's one of my mentors, bro. I did not know that, bro. I worked for when me and Val How did drove. You to- not know that. How did I you not didn't know that? Know. When Val and I drove to New Orleans, we stopped in Charleston to stay with Teddy for a couple of days. Oh my God, Teddy's Teddy- my fucking guy. Teddy's one of my best I friends. Love Teddy's my dude. Teddy, Teddy and I. He came he's to my like wedding. My, he's like my brother. Teddy's like my brother. Teddy came to my wedding. I believe he's a great motherfucking dude. Yeah, he was, he's a man. Great he, fucking he, dude. Are he is. I mean, he no, is. He he's not he dead. Is. Right. <laughs> he's Teddy, you fucking bitch. See, I was, see he would have came on the reefer union, but he just had surgery on his shoulder. It was all dude. fucked up for like two weeks. Fucking so he, surgery on his shoulder. That dude was fucked <laughs> he was fucked up. Like, yeah, dude. He would call no, he would call me. I mean, like, you I, call I, me in, bitch. Don't fucking hate me when I get here. <laughs> dude, listen, you're like the older version of me. It's fine. We both wear glasses. What? You know? Older version. Wow. <laughs> trying to put Drew in his place. Wow. Pipe down. <laughs> um so, Crystal, this is why they let me in at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> because it becomes Listen, entertaining. Marcus, we should just cut out the first hour of our show and just... Um, <laughs> this this episode? Yeah. First 45. I do 45. Sorry. See, I was, hoping, I was hoping... I was hoping... Listen, heart. I was hoping the internet went out and Val kept bringing them back on. I'm like, stop. <laughs> Stop. Let the internet go out. Crystal's been a guest on here. She hasn't really been a host before. So she didn't really know she could like interject with shit. So I had to like text I, him like Crystal was falling asleep. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> no, I was just like, what the fuck? I mean, he was so condescending. I'm sorry. Sorry, he was. He's not watching still. Something and if he is, some people later. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Because I like the dude. I do like to do. Don't get me wrong. I like to do. But sometimes, like, all right, perfect example. Do not tell me before in pre-show how to run my motherfucking show that I've been doing for five or six years, motherfucker. Not gonna change it now. Stop. I'm drinking this drink. Right Val, now. I have to tell you, you had the, the patience of Job. 
I do White not. Claw. And so, no, but Marcus, you handled, <laughs> no, both yo, of you look, handled look. it well. Did I have you handled I'm it well? It, I'm drinking Shh, this awful. Yeah, don't drink the perm stuff. No, no they, don't drink the perm like stuff. Smells like perm. Yeah, so I, was, tur- I opened the can and it smelled oh like perm, and I was like, no. Crystal, what I was saying that's how you handle people sometimes. Sometimes right. guests. Remember how I say guests are Crystal, either amazing or they shit. Did you see my face? I was like, yes. Mm. Yeah, you, you, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I was so like, Drew, Drew, appreciate if he was telling me to play music. I mean, listen, because I was doing shit, so I, I wasn't like my mic was muted, and he was talking mm-hmm. about. And I had to like unmute my shit just to come on and be like, yo. Yeah. No, no motherfucker. This is how it's going to work. Okay. So, yeah. I things. mean, it's the District of Misfit Show. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, listen, we never said it was a podcast are... with a drinking problem. It's a drinking game with a podcast problem, right? Exactly. Also, we are formally known as the district, uh, as the DC as fuck show. So, right. Come on. Come on. Let's be we honest. are who we are at this point. I don't think we he understood the concept. He did not. He didn't yeah, understand it. And he said, he said, what did I get myself into? I'm sure y'all heard that, right? I, hey, I heard that. so I Crystal, give it to me real. What is it that your organization's at? What is, you, what is, what is your slice of DC? What is you? Oh, shit. Well, this is a heavy question. Oh, I must have <laughs> no, whoa. To be honest, I'm like, I'm a lobbyist. Okay. Now. I, I mean, I like working behind the scenes and getting stuff done. I mean, I What's work your... hard. I play what hard. Up, Greg? Greggy, where you been? What's the show supposed to be over by now. Don't mind that, Crystal. Keep going. No, but I mean, I, you know, I'm a native Washingtonian. I was born in D.C. Heard. My family's from here. Um, I've, I'm like, I've lived in other uh, parts of the country just to get outside the beltway and to have a different perspective. You know how you have to like make sure you look at other things another way. You know what I mean? For like sure. someone told us tonight. For sure. I was just like, Jesus, take the wheel. I wanted to slap she, him. I'm she chose the Louisiana, though. That's the problem. Okay. Yeah, don't fuck with Louisiana, man. Louisiana got some culture, I just, too. I, I mean, you know what? I've been not, all not across Louisiana. No, Shree Vegas has shit. Yeah, no, Shree Vegas <laughs> sucks, man. I was stationed down there, dude. Oh, that's right. You're, well, you're oh, yeah, Fort Polk? There. In Fort Polk? In Fort Polk. I grew oh, up as a I spent you know. my first grade and second grade years in school at Fort oh, wow. Polk, Louisiana. I got yeah. shot with the fucking arrow <laughs> in my ribs oh, in Fort God. Polk, Louisiana. This is why I teach uh, people how to shoot arrows and guns. <laughs> Uh, no, I get <laughs> shot by arrows. I teach people how to shoot guns. So, mm-hmm. Crystal, continue. I'm sorry. Which, again, we're going to be coming in. Y'all need to do that. You should. You should. <laughs> I, think I, mean, should. I think Crystal comes with us. Well, you yeah, know what? It's yeah, funny. I have I have um, a client. They do. They have less lethal technology for yes, guns. They do. Um, alternative ballistics. We work with them. Um so maybe no, I mean, what you, know, you should talk after the show, guys. They well, I mean, they they um well, I, I had dated a DC cop, so I started asking them questions. So I was like, oh, less lethal. I said, well, can you so use less a lethal? Less lethal and non-lethal are phenomenal Two different options th- for local police departments right. and agencies. Right. Um, 
I come from a military background and mm -hmm. those become less available. Right. Yeah, because I mean, they're um, we're getting like local police departments to buy into this. They they do a lot of testing. Yeah. Um, and they've actually gotten certified through the um, NIST. This is they're oh, the yeah. first company to be certified. Nice. So I don't lobby for them. I mean, you know, because I was like, eh. I'm like, I'm I'm like, I don't want my name on working for them for you know personal reasons. And so my colleague does the lobbying and I do all the strategic thinking behind the scenes. So guys, for those nice. of you who don't know, NIST is the National Institute of Standards and uh, Technology. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know that. I yeah. Know. Yeah. Sorry about the jargon, the alphabet. No, 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 no. But they cover, like, they set the standards, mm -hmm. right, for all of this stuff. Yeah. Crystal, in my bones, I'm feeling a guest co-host every once in a while. I feel that in my bones also. You were lucky today. You know why? Me? Because I was tipsy. Hey. <laughs> Dude, well, I was. I'm not going to lie because I that's got your text message. That's a pre-wreck for the show. You cannot well, do this But I wasn't sober. drinking. I was drinking water and cocoa. Cause I, okay. I was like, what are you doing drinking water and cocoa? I was cocoa. smoking You're supposed weed to drink and drinking white claws. Crystal, you could come in the show drunk. You would fucking be fine. You'd be yes. you skipping meat. No, I wouldn't. Erica's no, been you, on the show many a times, hammered. Yeah, I know. Well, You're Erica's a little. To come on the show, hammered. She's Wait, a little ditzy. I love her dearly, but Erica no, you were lucky tonight. Which Erica? Because you texted me. Oh, no. You you texted me at the right time, <laughs> and I was like, huh? Because I was on the phone with my friend from New Orleans, oh, and so I looked and I was like, oh, You're I was like, like right. I was like, sure. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I need to watch Westworld. I gotta finish watching it. And then I was like, oh, I'm gonna be what I'm gonna be up past my bedtime. So that's I mean, I have to be in the I to, my first meeting tomorrow is at 9 30 today. Right. So Me it's too. fine. Um, PS, I would be remiss if I did not mention the fact that Marcus could potentially or most probably will become a great uncle today because his nephews. I know you don't. I know you don't. But I'm just going to make a point of the fact that his nephew's wife is giving birth most likely right now. Oh, wow. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah. I don't care. He doesn't care. Okay. But <laughs> All right. You don't I'm care. You're just, a man. I, I didn't saying, care when he was born. Why am I gonna care? No, I did care. He doesn't he care. He doesn't care, but there's I a baby he was born. I don't care about There's a new Donovan coming on the way, and he doesn't give a fuck. But, like, you know, no. I feel like Too I many should, people in the fucking world already. I should mention mm. facts. <laughs> we need, yeah, we need, need to depopulize. This baby is coming regardless of whether or not you give a shit. So, like, also the baby facts. is going to be. <laughs> Things can be true. So anyway, baby um, is coming. Also, I am crazy baby lady, about? so I cannot wait for this baby to come. Nice. Uh, you know that's nice. When my Sorry. oldest was born, it was the same time that we opened Meridian Pint. Oh shit! And she's two weeks older than Meridian Pint. The only reason that fucking I. Got why you can her. remember her birthday? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I know her birthday is two weeks before, but the only reason <laughs> that I got leave is this 
right? I got two weeks of like paternity leave off because one company built a pipe in to supply water to the pint. Another company built the return to the sprinkler and they had to get a company to come in and certify the link between the two. And it took two weeks to get the fucking fire department in. So Meridian Pike was ready to open, but couldn't for two weeks. And that two weeks because was Because their baby was leave. born. That's it. That's it. Wow. And you're right. It was the fucking greatest day of my life. Uh, of, outside of me getting married. Speaking of Jesus. No, I didn't say that. Nobody said anything about you. I do wonder, though, um, you know, do you ever think that when Jesus was on the cross, he was like, this is going to make a really great necklace one day? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, <it's> so popular. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I love it. Oh, God. So sacred. I love it so much. As a Catholic, I feel that it's very sacrilegious. <laughs> Are you a practicing Catholic? I am a little bit. I am a okay. little bit, but I also bad. find it. So, yeah. I also find it very funny. I'm actually a recovering <laughs> Catholic. Hi, I'm an atheist. What does that mean, recovering Catholic? What does that it mean? It means I'm trying to scrub away the sins that I had that I didn't do shit for. God damn it. Uh, I don't know. I'm Filipino. You can't fucking get rid of the Catholic Catholicism. Yeah. Uh huh. They did a real good job sinking you the hook. Can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't. It's like embedded in the in the Filipino culture. You can't. So here's my shit. like. So like I'm, what Marcus was saying. Like you go to my house, and there's like you go up the like the halfway stairs, and there's literally a fifteen kneeler. crucifixes. There's like a kneeler where you can yes. you can put some money in yeah. to like oh, for wow. for like. For the valve fund. Because like, uh, they're passing the plate. <laughs> nice. nice. There's nice. like the very. The, the so, Val, Jesus, let me say this. Catholic, there's a. Yeah. My, my best friend got married in a Catholic ceremony, and I hadn't been in the church in 20 years, and it took about all of three seconds to be like, sit the old man. And same with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's they indoctrinate it your is ass, bro. In you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and like, and I like I was saying earlier, like the the Catholics, like the Filipino Catholics, are like a whole yeah. different breed. Oh yeah, like no, a they're whole all in. different breed. They're all in. Yeah, it, it is. It, it, it is. It is woven into the culture of the Filipino uh -huh. community. That's so how like, they win. When I was when I was younger, I like science. So <laughs> science, I know, wow. and like, and the. I, so the 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 um what's the word? Uh, oxymoron of all of it is that a lot of Filipinos are in the medical field, so they're all scientists, right? And yet they believe in 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 Catholicism, and it, it's 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 hard, right? But uh um so when I was younger, um the Virgin Mary. The statue of the Virgin Mary would travel within the Filipino community. To each week, she would go. She would travel from house to house, and like they would have this whole ceremony, and the Virgin would come, and we would we would like walk her through the house, and then they, she would sit, and then you'd pray the Rosary for a week, and then you'd have to, and then she'd move to the next one. 
I mean, it was just normal. It was normal for me. Like, that was just the thing. Like, oh, the Virgin Mary is coming to visit and she's going to come sit in this on this table for a week. All right. And then we're going to chill. Virgin Mary or not, I have some memes that I need to play. So, do you want to read don't, memes? Don't turn down the Virgin Mary. She is amazing. <laughs> Pal, uh, read this meme. <laughs> I bet it would be funny to put a pancake on my cat's face. Two minutes later, yikes! See, you could put that on Sonic, my cat, my little cat. Oh my god! And he would be like, okay, and then he'd eat it. <laughs> you know, there's one cat outside. There's another cat outside missing an eye. That's my cat. That's my cat. My cat is missing. Sorry about that. That is been sad. Look, one soda. There's one soda. So this oh was. Oh my god! Oh my god! I love him. He had just turned twenty-one. It was when they won. Did you the sign NL the card? No. So when he turned twenty-one, it was when they were doing the uh, the World Series run, and they had a card out front of. I know. I, I I did. I never got to sign it. Um, so that was when they won an, uh, the NL East. That was they had, it. It was right before they went into the World Series. Yeah. Um, and they were at the Salt Line, and he was so excited. He was just like, he was so happy and like just waving at everybody. He was just turned twenty-one. That kid. Wow. Had just that turned twenty-one. <laughs> and like you know, and I'm I'm. Truly, as a Nats fan, I am devastated. I can understand in my mind why they needed to trade him. Can you understand am... the shit deal they got for him? Yes. Just explain that one also, to me. No, no I don't understand it. But Dude, it's a shit deal. It oh, is shit. a shit deal because <laughs> ultimately you cannot, there is no value. Oh, yeah, you're never replacing him. That is and, and that those is prospects. equivalent. If yes. one so every nothing. one of those prospects sucks. You get sucks. three top hundred prospects. Oh look at dude, but what stop. I'm saying is one stop. photo, like there is nothing else. <laughs> there is one nobody dude, else. You get six prospects. Two are ready, majorly ready. Equivalent to Two one more, photo. Okay, gonna be top one hundred prospects. Nah. But wait a minute. I don't want to trade they're one. They're not top one hundred prospects. They are. There's three top one hundreds. I don't want to trade Juan Soto. I was pissed they traded him. But if you're going to have to trade him, that was the best deal they were going to get. It was Hold the on. dumbest thing they could have done. At some point, like, Mike oh, Rizzo we were... is going to need to justify the fucking GM, like, At some point, Mike Rizzo is, is going to get fired. It's no, it's not gonna get, he's I'm not gonna telling get you right he's now, it's when they fired. sell the team. It's because anyway. they were selling the team, and that's the ownership wanted him to trade Soto. So, look, mm, so, but we like, really want to talk about baseball right now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but we were talking about it. What do you want to talk about? No, we were talking about it in pre-show, <laughs> and I was saying that. Hey, like, girl. Hey. hey. <laughs> so what I was saying earlier was that, like, okay, as a casual fan, I mean, I'm not so casual. I'm a little bit more than casual. Casual. But mm -hmm. I'm I'm more than casual of a fan of the Nats. But like. There is nobody else to root for. There's no one else to, to grasp on in the Nationals team. No one gives a shit about anybody else. Juan Soto was last. He was the yeah, last one. I mean, one. you're right, dude. Right? So, and so, like, you have you a generation. 
Huh? Do you follow Washingtonian props? I do. Yes. Yeah. Did you see that shit they put up that was like, dude, they put a fucking like a, a reel up that was like, if you came to the game today, it was like, here's who you should cheer for. And it like shows like Juan Soto and all these guys. And it's just like <laughs> traded today, literally traded today, was sent out last week, has played three games. They put Strasburg's picture up. It's been like played five games in three years. There's nobody the to like philosophy. grasp onto you anymore. Here's the other philosophy they didn't sign Corbett or uh Strasburg, they could have kept fucking Soto. Fucking Corbin sucks ass. Dude, he Corbin is always here's the thing. You go back if you didn't have Corbin, you might not have won the World Series. Also, you wouldn't know if great. If so you Strasburg, kept them that year, but why do you have to like uh like, get four, rid of him the next deal. year? But you also signed Strasburg to a extension that hindered the fucking. Oh, it wasn't sure. good plan, It wasn't good planning. If they didn't, if they should not, not done the extension with uh, Strasburg. They could have signed fucking. So well, but no, they no, no, should have just on. given him whatever he wanted. Honestly. I just, not disagree with you. Just for the face of the franchise. As a Yankee just, and Nationals fan, I understand both sides of this. Just, I mean, just to keep the fans. Like these kids. I literally just watched the captain on who, ESPN. Yeah, but oh. what I'm saying is like you have children who would be the base of your of of your franchise, right? The people the the people who would continue to follow you for years and years and decades. Mm -hmm. Can, no one can gives say, a shit anymore. Can I say something? I'm sorry. Yes. So, regardless of whether people were released, like traded, or just like hit free agency and signed anywhere to go, right? Let's look at a pattern here. Who have we lost? Right. All of them. Everyone. Desmond. Everyone. Daniel Murphy. Rendon. Harper. Clippard. Rendon. Para, right? All of them, all of them. Ramos, Giolito, if you even want to go like back. Well, what right? have they done after they left, though? That's the but thing. my. But it's not the. Jones it's not the point. Dude, the point is, is this: Jones, you're not resigning, fucking Soto. Okay, but listen, my point is, is this: they should have traded. Turner. Don't have a positive back. track record of with minus Zim. What player have we grown and developed who's Soto been successful? Have been that, Soto should have been he should have been, dude. Because the I'm other person who should have been should have been Strasburg. But instead of fucking always playing to that little motherfucker's like bitchy-ass needs, we should have just moved the fuck on after he won us a World Series. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, I agree. That's what we should have done. What's the last time Strasburg actually You played? shut it, Steve. Uh, <laughs> Anywho, again. You shut it. <laughs> You're drunk. Don't talk to four passionate national fans here, Steve. No, I'm yeah. not. Which is why it says, why are we talking shit. about baseball? Chris doesn't give a shit about the nationals. I do exactly. not. I don't. Crystal, what do you want to talk about? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. That. Oh, oh, somebody said stop slurring. Oh. I mean, Steve I might I might be slurring a little bit. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, I, I own it. You to stop slurring. Yes, you better right, tighten you up, young lady. 
I have some water right Drink here. waters, please. In waters. My, in my I'm 50. Waters. Please drink more water. Waters. Hey, guys, do you want rage or do you want titties? You know, oh, my kiss that I did not go to the rage. The rage. Yeah. As a class of the wealthiest people on earth are getting behind some of the most vicious and hateful people on earth. And those people are attempting to rob so many of us of our rights and mostly our sisters who are fighting to retain the right to control of their bodies. Damn, dude, we fucking need their voice back more than ever, bro. Yeah. Do we get do we get their voice back? I hope so, man. I do too. I fucking hope so, dude. I'm I mean, so bummed I couldn't go to that show. Listen, I had somebody call me that morning to ask to take me to the show, but I was in Delaware, so I'm like, I, I can't. I can't dude. I had tickets to the show. I'm Delaware, bitch. But no, it, it just all uh, because I I I was supposed to see Wu, I was supposed to see Rage at uh, BC Boys play, but Mike D broke his arm, so they canceled the fucking concert. So I was always just like sad because I was I never I never got that return because they, then they broke up and did all that shit. It's like fuck, fuck my life. Yeah, that shit sucked, man. I I would have loved to have gone. Uh, I should have gone. I had free tickets, but... But um, to this last show, you had free tickets? I had free tickets to Wednesday. I hate you. Uh, (laughs) Um, The white man to another white man, I hate you. (laughs) No, I hope their voice, I hope their voice, people like Tool, I hope people like actually start like talking. Yeah. and, And fucking saying their shit. 100%. Right, here's, another, here's, here's another rage thing. Man, these Republicans or these people on the right did not pay attention to the lyrics of the songs. <clears throat> you kids out there that grew up in the fucking 90s feeling incredibly betrayed by Raging's machine. <laughs> oh, you thought because you heard some metal riffs, heavy drums, and Zach De La Roca <laughs> screaming over some tracks that they was for you? Nah, rage is for us because the activists, the revolutionaries, the warriors. Damn near every song is about social justice, revolution, and exposing corrupt government. Rage against the machine? (laughs) I'm sorry you're late to the party. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Rage. Oh, Oh, what a drop. That's a drop. That's a drop. That's a drop. Dude, I would fucking drink beers with homie right now. No shit. Because he's not wrong. Not wrong. No. He's Indeed. so right. 
<laughs> These fools. All right, you guys got any more last words? I got like two or three TikToks left, but I want to end on a rage song. So, our playlist. Yeah, I got something. Go ahead, son. Oh, oh okay, go. Um, twenty-five years ago, thirty years ago, I was a marine in a scout sniper platoon. Um. Before I left that platoon, we brought a kid in who had a lot of potential and ended up being a fantastic Marine. Out of the whole group of people that I ever served with, he was the one who stayed the longest and he ended up making the biggest impact. Um even though it might not be the most popular thing, there are American men and women who are on the front line of every scary place in the world for America's best interest. And it's our responsibility as citizens to make sure that we vote and we use our voices and we help direct what those intentions are. Um, this guy held the line for 24 years and he passed away due to COVID. Um, oh. He caught COVID. He had long COVID uh, because he got intubated. He was boosted and vaxxed. Um, but because he got intubated, he destroyed his lungs and his doctors told him that the only way that he could save any chance for like a realistic life was to get a lung transplant. And he did. Uh, he survived the transplant. He did not survive the healing process. Um, and we laid him to rest in Arlington on Wednesday. Uh, the amazing thing about it is it brought back 10 generations of people whose lives were impacted because of that. Um, and it was amazing and it was great and there was a lot of fun and there was a lot of great stories, but just understand that like this shit of America is supposed to be for real and it's supposed to be for real. And it's only for real. If it's for fucking everyone, use your voice. It's all we have. That's it. Here, here. Absolutely. We, well, yes, said. do you want to say his name or no? You don't have yeah, to his name was Andrew Sullivan, Master Gunnery Sergeant Andrew Sullivan. <clears throat> Cheers. Sullivan, it's the only way we know. <laughs> I know. My brother was a Marine. Oh, he still is, Crystal. He, yep, he, uh, Paris Island, South Carolina. I told you he yells at me all the time. I don't yell at you, dude. I just correct you. <clears throat> That's right. Uh, Crystal, you have anything? Um, no, you know, well, look. I had fun tonight. Thank you. It was enlightening. So glad you could come on. Me too. Hey, wait it's a minute. Before good to we see. all split, yeah, we're what not Erica that. was we talking about? Erica Anderson. Anderson. Okay, not Erica Gould. No, no, I all know right. both. I know both of them. Yes, but continue, Crystal, as the white man interrupted you. <laughs> 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 My bad. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. That was a okay, good the scene. video what... left. <sighs> what? No, I can't. Oh, shit. 
Y'all didn't make me okay. Sorry. I, no, I, I lost y'all for a moment. No, you did not. We're, you're back. You're back. No, yeah, yeah, no, because I was laughing so From hard. Outer space. The table. <laughs> but that was funny. Just turn around now and get that look up <laughs> off your face. <laughs> y'all are wrong. That's why we're they Crystal. That's why they bring me in at the late hour. And, you know, what, I'm, <laughs> you know what? Actually, thank you for making the and making this more pleasurable. Oh, dude, I'm glad that I can wipe out the bad vibe of the other dude. Oh my god, everything's more pleasurable with the Vaseline. Oh no, we were talking about that earlier about Chuck Schumer. Vaseline. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> Mitch McConnell with no bad All right, you got? All right, I'm good. Peace out. Right, don't leave. We're so we still got the after party, so don't fuck okay. Torres. Don't leave. So my final words is so on. What's today? Sunday. Sun, it's now. It's Monday. <laughs> okay, so Friday was the one year anniversary of the passing of my friend Peter Baelish. Love him to bits. This guy was aces. He supported me with everything, anything that I ever did in the time that I was ever, that, that, that I knew him. Um, he's probably one of the oldest people that I've known in the industry. And I love him. I love him to bits. He passed a year ago, Friday. Um, his father passed yesterday. Oh, fuck. And his dad, a year and one day, a year and one day, his brother actually had said the day before, he said, I wish Peter would just take him because he had been struggling. His brother had been struggling. His father had been struggling. Mm Mm-hmm. And so the yesterday his father passed away, and um, you know, I, I think that it was it was meant to be. Peter took him; he brought him to a better place. You know, this guy he was he was surly, he was angry nice. all the time. But like this <laughs> motherfucker, he did everything for everybody. Like. When my, like, I had to, at one point, I had to quit my job and I had to move home to be with my mom because my father had left her. And, uh, and Peter was like, do what you have to do. He was like, you go and be with your family. I get it. Just go and and do what you have to do. Every milestone of my birthdays, he was always there regardless on my 50th, I believe he would have been there had he been still with us. Like, I love him so much, and I miss him every day. And Godspeed, Peter Baelish. Love him. Love that guy. There you go. Cheers. 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 <clears throat> Cheers. Val, I'm sorry for your loss, man, but, like, fucking... Thank you. He was such good a good you, dude, man. Good for you for fucking getting to know him and having that experience and like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that's man. how how our people live with this man. Right. You and know? like I, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Like any I had him way. in my life for like over 20 years. Fuck and yeah. like yeah, he was such a good guy. 
Such Lucky a good you. guy. He right. anything I ever asked for, he always was there. Anytime I needed something, he always was there. If I asked him for like to support another friend of mine, I'd be like, "Hey, Peter, like my friend needs a job. Can you find her mm -hmm. something?" He would get her something. He would always be there. Such a good dude. And he was surly as fuck. He just was angry the all the time. <laughs> he was the best. He was so awesome. I love that dude so much. It's about not my fault that you can't operate at the speed that I do. About, did he like titties? He did. The <laughs> question tonight is for straight men. Okay. Oh my what God. is attractive about boobs? I'll take this one, gentlemen. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> First off, yeah, boobs mm -hmm. are good. They're so good. Okay, boobs good. are good. They're good. They're Second, great. boobs mm -hmm. are great. They're so cool. Everyone knows them. Yeah, boobs are great. They're, they're good. So cool. And they're great. Yeah. Third, mm -hmm. boobs are awesome. And they're like there. Okay. They're good. <laughs> they're there. They're great. They're there. And they're awesome. They're there. And finally, <laughs> yeah, they are fantastic. He is preaching facts. In summary, <laughs> boobs are good. Factual. Boobs are great, and boobs are awesome. Factual. But more importantly, yeah, bring it home. Boobs are fantastic. Facts. And fucking tastic. And fucking fantastic. <laughs> Yo, you guys, today at the beach, I by accident gave some fucking teenage kids a little nip slip. <laughs> like, How that make you feel? I, I, I was like, whore. at first, whore, at, at first on, I was, was like, empowerment there, on. wasn't there? Yeah, 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 at first I was like, oh, shit. Let me tell I, you about I some was... stiff athletic socks <laughs> at home right now. I was some, like, at first I was some like, mom is I was trying to like crusty put some sock. Stuff, <laughs> I was like trying to put some stuff into my cooler. You're going to jump off YouTuber. about me tonight, kid. <laughs> And like the thing like let down a little bit. I was like, oh no. <laughs> and then I was like, sorry guys. <laughs> We're not Do you know what's crazy as shit? All right, so hold up. We all look of a certain age, right? What? I don't and know my, what you're talking about. Here's the thing. Black Raise your hand if you remember the Sears catalog. Oh, yeah. Okay, exactly. Okay, so there was a time when that was your introduction into porn and into fucking sexy ladies and lingerie as a young really? man. Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. Because yes. he got mailed to every house in America. There was no internet. <laughs> there was me fucking doing dirty things to a middle-aged woman in a bra. Like ages, <laughs> you know I mean? ages, ages stuck together. Wait, safe word, safe word, safe word. We didn't have a safe yeah, you word. Didn't you have one. You didn't have one. No, we I, never did. Did. Well, I, I definitely don't have one. <laughs> Hello. Oh, All right. All right. Before we drug out to the. Uh... Oh, thanks. All right. Here's my favorite TikTok guy. Favorite TikTok guy. Here we go. Coke is the best um, bar drink, bitch. In Russia, if bear try to attack you, you give him Moscow mule, he go away. None of you compare to a cosmopolitan. Bitch, ain't nobody got $40 to spit on one drink. <laughs> Margaritas are where it's at, bitch. Mojito. Respectfully, though, the mimosa is the official drink of brunch. The idea of combining breakfast and lunch is ridiculous. Ridiculous. If you're trying to class up the joint, you gotta have yourself a martini. Bitch, martinis are mid and James Bond did not understand personal boundaries. The James Bond character <laughs> would not survive in real Russia. If we capture him, we do not make big speech while he tied up. We just go bang bang. I never thought about it like that before. Damn it, Taco Bell, you do not have a cocktail drink! It's called the Taco Bell Pina Colada. 
In Russia, Taco Bell does not give us diarrhea because we are strong. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. That is not your slogan, bitch! <laughs> yes, sir. Pina coladas. Ha ha. Yes. <laughs> ha ha. All right. Kids, I'll Where see you in the after party. <laughs> see you in the after party. This is DC, Rage Against the Machines. And that 
Grab his dick and twist it! Oh my god! We're in a mini, totally insane. <laughs>